Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on. Keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com ortho to find a Baptist Health provider. Time now for the Sunday Morning Hangover with Nick Curran and Phil Baker on your number one spot for sports in Louisville, ESPN 680 and 105.7. Plumber. Here we He's go. Got it out. Oh, 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 they ran into each other. The two Miami oh, right. receivers He's touchdown, Coleman. Oh. He's going to score all the way down as the Miami <laughs> defenders run into each other. John L. Smith. How about that? Great stuff. <laughs> poor Jody. <laughs> Not poor Jody. That was phenomenal. Oh, that's great. Yes, uh, I heard that. That multiple people sent that to me, uh, which which is nice to know that people are listening. You look good. You Zachy C's over here doing the burning the midnight oil doing. Kentucky post-game shows. You got a Louisville women's basketball game today. You got a, a nooner next Saturday for Louisville and Kentucky. Those Woo! That's going to be an early one right there. We have to look at Mark with the C. Uh, Weinberg's forecast to see what that's going to look like. It's a beautiful day over at the Laundry and Tan Connection. And Louisville has a berth in the ACC championship game against Florida State. So all in all, pretty good weekend, right? Unless you're Kentucky fans. That's uh, We'll dive into that, too. Hoops is looking promising. It is. I'm in love with Robert Dillingham, and we'll dive into that at I some am, point. too. I'm okay. right there with you. Okay. I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page. I thought you'd be more of a Reed Shepard guy. Well, I, I like a lot of guys on this team, which is why I think they're going to have a fun year. Well, okay. So, wild, wild weekend of sports. Uh, Zachy C., appreciate him getting here bright and early this morning. He was working the the late shift with Jason Ince, and that's, I mean, that's just rock bottom. And to not working with Jason Ince, well, but just that, that, Jason, Jason Ince, right. that, that, that's prime real estate, baby. But uh, in terms of getting Kentucky fans worked up over a South Carolina loss, is that that's tough. And, that, and I saw some of the texts coming down on the text line. Oh, boy. But... The complete other side over uh, Louisville, 93-9. Much different vibe. A little kumbaya going on over there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, year one, Jeff Brom, ACC title game. I mean, it's What it's a cr- win yesterday. I don't know if you saw this stat, by the way. Jeff Brom, the first head coach in the history of college football to take two different teams, power five teams, to conference championship games in back-to-back years. Side Kelly Purdue Dickey. last year. Side Kelly Dickey. Kelly Dickey. Thank you, Kelly mm-hmm. Dickey, because we regurgitate his stuff. If we're going to plagiarize his work, we at least need to give him credit. Yeah. And I mean, I mean that, for, no, because I do that all the time, too. It's, it's an incredible stat. The, uh, 
I mean, it's amazing. And, uh, you know, Louisville obviously controlled its own fate going into the game yesterday. All the money seemed to be coming in on Miami, which... Maybe looked like the right call at the beginning of the game. Gave me like an uneasy feeling for Louisville going into it. You know, it's like, I don't know. They've obviously played much better at home than on the road this year. So it was kind of like, okay, we'll see. And uh, this team has, and that's why they're going to the ACC title game. They found a lot of ways to win this year, whether it's a a defensive battle where they have to just win it kind of in the trenches and kind of a grinded out rugged style game. They've been able to win some shootouts this year when they've needed to the opener against Georgia tech. This one yesterday, much more of a shootout. Although the defense made some plays obviously when they, when they had to. And um, man, really, really impressive stuff. And, um, just uh, congratulations to, to all involved there. And, and certainly congratulations uh, specifically to Jack Plummer, a guy who has taken, I think, a lot of flack this year for a quarterback who's quarterbacking a 10-1 and team, a 7-1 and ACC team, and a team that's going to play in the ACC title game. Well, and, and yes, and I know early on there were some times and some blunders. And, and you know, I, I was beginning to sway to Zachy Seaside a little bit earlier in the year when he was like, you know, you have to have a real discussion about the quarterback room and what it's right there. But he gives you, I mean, 300 yards, 24 for 37. I know there was a one pick that he should put a little more air yeah, under. Yeah, but like but- that – to me, I mean, they. I mean, it could have been a touchdown if the throw was the right one. But I also thought the Miami defender made a really Great, nice yeah. play on that ball, and uh, you know, could have been maybe put a, a little more air underneath it. That's probably, probably a touchdown. TD, but but he broke on it after he saw the zip on it. It was just a really nice play, I thought. And sometimes you have to tip your hat to the other team. It's not always what your person did wrong. Sometimes it's what the other team did right. And. Um, the yeah. two Miami players being depleted. My I mean, God. goodness gracious. The the clip we heard there, I mean, I, I uh well, we had a uh my dad's side of the family, we had Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, you do it a little early. Okay. Yeah, yeah, last night, which was great, but but so was seeing the the family after the game was over. It was conveniently timed right after uh the game. But I, I, my dad was like, yeah, I thought there was clearly like a pick penalty or something on that, you know, because you just see these guys crumble out of the corner of your eye and then uh, a wide open run for a touchdown. And I was like, yeah, I kind of did, too. And then they show the replay and it's like, holy cow, I've never seen a pick play work like that's how it's designed to work right there. Quite literally, that is exactly what you're looking for every time you want you run one of those like rub route type things. Um, no offensive pass interference there. That was just straight two dudes running right into each other. That's well executed. Uh, Tight in you all of a sudden, right? Yeah, I was going to say like... I mean, this is something, one of the things that we were previewing the season that with Jeff Brom was notable, like utilizing the tight end, and you didn't see tons of it throughout the season, but this was a game in which it was tight ends. Well, uh, it was their game. There, there, there were, there's been a few games this year where we talked about it like, okay, maybe this is the one where Jeff Brom kind of reaches into the bag a little deeper a little bit and breaks out some stuff. Uh, I think he saved it for yesterday, as it turned out. Like Yesterday was that game. Getting the tight ends really involved. A lot of uh, pre-snap motion stuff that was trying to kind of cross up the Miami defense. Um, they busted out a lot of stuff yesterday, and it was a great time for it. It, it worked. Uh, finding the tight ends again and again. I mean, that was the safety valve yesterday. And uh, just a, an incredibly cold game on the offensive side, and 
you know, certainly not the defense's best game. You have to credit the Miami offense for that. The the running game, Mark Fletcher is a beast, but they did just enough to make some plays and, and get a win. A guy, by the way, in Tyler Van Dyke, who's been a turnover machine, didn't turn it over. No, that was kind of the surprising thing, but we've talked about this all season long. Fourth quarters is where Louisville has tended to thrive. They did it last week against Virginia when they didn't play well. They did it against Georgia Tech earlier in the season. They did it against NC State. This is a team that's used to playing in fourth quarters, used to playing in tight games, and it doesn't seem to phase them. And look, Jack Plummer missed three touchdown passes yesterday, but he threw three touchdown passes. He was almost perfect in the fourth quarter. Got to give credit where credit's due. He's been very good in crunch time for the most part this season throw the pick game out other than that he's been fantastic so if we're going to critique Jack Plummer for being average for about three quarters we have to give him credit for playing well in the fourth quarter because he certainly did that yesterday and all things aside he is a quarterback of a 10 and 1 team that's playing in the ACC championship game and now their chances of actually winning that ACC championship have gotten significantly better we have a lot of we have a lot of uh tentacles to what transpired yesterday the ACC obviously the former Louisville quarterback as Zach EC was alluding to uh Jordan Travis Travis going down in just Ugh. a freak play. The CW yeah. curse. That was the first thing I uh, texted Zachy C. I mean, they, if you're just getting down, what, 13, 14, 0, uh, the, the, yeah. the first, and I'm like, what is happening? And I got some sound from college football final. Maybe we'll play it in hour two, just talking about like if there's two undefeated teams, like what that looks like and maybe getting leapfrogged. Then just, I know this is going to upset you just knowing. Well, there were people yesterday that were like, oh, Alabama should jump Florida State even before Jordan Travis got hurt. So that yeah. conversation's already started. Well, and it's, again, it's just having a good PR agent helps you a lot in college football. That's why I can't wait till the 12th <laughs> playoff. Yes, well, I mean, not, not well, much further off with the Big Ten either, brother. So, well, but, yeah. well, they're undefeated. But so I know, but different. I'm just saying, it's, you know, but it's, it's still... Well, one like, of them's not Yeah, one be. of them's not going to True, be, though. but it, they, whoever loses isn't going to make the playoff because there's too many... I don't know. Are there's you some, sure? Yeah, there's yeah. some out there. I mean, uh, I, I think if Michigan loses, I think you're definitely right i don't yes. think they'll make the playoff but if ohio state loses we'll see i, I just think there i are mean too many obstacles because you've got five or you'll have four still probably power five champs there's never been that before and you've got a multitude of one loss teams that could still win their conference we'll, title we'll see what washington does well and that um, makes where it gets a very dicey for the florida state game now with well sure yeah, i mean the new year six tentacles of that and what bulls you could be looking at with that so we'll look we're going to react to this game and but there's some things that transpired yesterday that you're just like okay now you can start thinking new year's six or is it a is it not going to be that with it it looks like you're in the driver's seat for that but um also i gotta say and we played it to open the show john l smith i mean yeah just, i just, mean what a delight i know double d and and, and bobby v and paul and, and thoughts and condolences with the paul mm-hmm. rogers you've done a nice job this week filling in for him but i know you wish it was under better circumstances um that was such a delight i, I sent you a message that john l smith he reminds you of that buddy you have that's like the get back, like when you're watching a game that like does the, the mom uh, seatbelt thing when, sure. when, whenever you feel like something's coming up. And it's just like the get back guy. Yeah, that was John L. Smith listening to that broadcast. It was such a delightful call. And look, I know the opening thing, he's stepping all over. John. He hasn't done color analyst work, but it just showed like he got emotional. We'll play some of this out. It's about three minutes long when they did the coach's corner yeah. with uh, John L. Smith and Jody and Jeff Brom calling in. And to hear like 
how many shows have we done for years where it's, I mean, when the Satterfield stuff was going on and people wanting to get Brom, I don't think in people's wildest dream. Now, the bring Brom home guy, probably so. Yes. Uh, but there's some people, I don't think people thought it was going to be this out of the, I understand. Th- this quickly. Right. Th- this was the vision within a couple of years, maybe, but year one, um, it was a look. I think the yeah. schedule is more difficult than what people give it credit for. But I, I also it, look. It was very favorable when you're looking at it on paper. When you don't have to play Florida State, it, it helps. It, it does. But and Clemson, Clemson's who's, down. who's coming on? And Clemson, North Carolina and Carolina. But are, are they that good? I mean, I don't know. They right. were earlier in the year. I think yeah. it would have depended on where you caught them. But again, regardless uh, of that, they can only play the schedule that is out there no in doubt. front of them, and they took care of business outside of a little you know hiccup with the pit game. But now you're in the ACC championship game. And, I mean, you just have to be extremely thrilled for those that were pushing for this for oh so long. Yeah, no question. And just a, really a storybook situation for, for Jeff Brom to come back to Louisville and, and to clinch it in the game that has a trophy um, that is in honor of Howard Schnellenberger. Just everything is is perfect. Um, it, one of the other parts of this is they did it with two of their key guys. Clearly, to me, not a hundred percent. Jawar Jordan, yeah, Thrash and, and Thrash yeah, is not yeah, hundred like, percent. You could just see it. He he. There was I, I, I can't remember exactly when yesterday a run where he kind of got outside, and I think earlier in the year he's pulling away from the guy on the edge, and he's gonna maybe take it to the house at least get a huge gain out of it. Now able to track him down, he's he's really battling through. Isn't quite a hundred percent. I think we can see that. I Do think we ever his, know what it was? Like it's his wrist slash. I remember he had well, like the, the. Well, I thought it was the wrist for Jamari Thrash. I think it's. Oh, a, oh I you're, think it's you're talking a, about yeah, hamstring for, for, for Jawar Jordan. Yeah, yeah the hamstring. Um, like. He's not quite the same guy, but still battling and being out there, and, and they're able to do it without him, who um, was certainly probably the best running back in the ACC, one of the best in the country uh, the first half of the year, and Thrash looked like an all-world everything at wideout again the first half of the year and um, has been hampered by the, the hand or wrist injury, whatever it is. And um, yeah, I, I think to do it without those two guys being 100% and to do it without, um, you know, obviously injuries on the offensive line with a Renato Brown going down and doing it with um, with Jarvis Brownlee, a key defensive back out the last several weeks too. Like, it's been really impressive what they've been able well, to do. And I know it was brought up on the broadcast, and I want to get your all's thoughts about this, especially with the boneheaded plays from the Miami players at the end of the game. But yeah. a timeout was called. And the timeout that was called was a pivotal. I mean, think about yeah. that in, in the grand scheme of things in that final play and just what the sequences that went down in order to get there. If you had that other timeout in your pocket um, and just the Miami players just losing their cool. Yeah, but I, I will say, like when the timeout was called, like Miami's trying to drive and score to tie the game. Right. So I don't blame them as much for calling. I that. hated it. I, you, yeah. can't, you can't call timeout there. You have to save your timeouts because I, you got to try to get the ball back. I disagree because you're kind of pushing it all in right there. Well, why if you don't have to? 
You didn't have to put all your chips in. You can either score there or but if you, you get a stop. you kind of are because it's really unlikely that you're going to score um, regardless if you have two or three timeouts. Was and then it? And then you're still set up really well even with two timeouts if you don't just punch a guy in the helmet. Uh, because <laughs> that, that th- too. Then you're that st- helps. Then you're starting at – you've got Louisville starting at its own five. Even with only two timeouts left, you're going to get the ball in great field position with, and with, with some time. And nobody can pull him down. I was no. just like, dude. like, like Just don't do that. And yeah. then – don't slap and the then guy. and then you had another instance on the other side after the punt where even so you've got it at your own 40 and you're still in decent shape with 30 seconds left just don't punch somebody else in I the know helmet. it's the what and if multiverse but again from that second one think of where it could have been without the penalty like, and then the just, final play it would have been in the end zone both of those things are key plays think if neither of them had happened think if Think if they had just gone on like normal. They they forced Louisville to start at their own five, and then who knows what happens if they can get stops there. It may have changed Louisville's play calling a little bit if they'd have been backed up that far. But if you get a stop and then they punt and then you don't get a penalty, you you might have the ball on the but plus side of the into, field. But it plays into both narratives, though. Of Think of what's transpired this year with Mario Cristobal oh, no and doubt. Mario Neal the ball, and then Jeff Brom just kind of being this game manager. Like Two completely different narratives have been set based on off, just how he's been able to manage a game and one hasn't. Yeah. And then you have the, I mean, the, the Hail Mary where, whoo, uh, defense did just enough yesterday on that play. Didn't quite knock it down, but knocked it far enough out to where they couldn't score a touchdown. How much uh, was your heart in your throat on that one as a Louisville fan they watching made, that? They did make the tackle. but They did. So here's why I don't call timeout in that situation. You got fourth and goal. You don't get it. You're gonna, Louisville's going to have the ball at the five-yard line. There's like a minute and a half to go. They still have all three timeouts. If you get a stop, you're getting the ball back with about a minute ten to go. You're probably getting pretty good field position. Time's not an issue for you. And the way Miami was moving the ball, they're probably going to get back in. I don't know if they're going to get to the five-yard line, but they're going to get in a position to score. I don't think there's any doubt about that at that point. So I, Mario Cristobal all season long has not known how to manage a clock. And it's really been the same going back to his days at Oregon. And that spot, the punches and the, the after the play penalties were worse than I mean, that affected things, I guess, more than the timeout. But I'm still not calling timeout in that situation because I'm not putting all my chips in if I don't have to put all my chips in. I'm giving myself as many opportunities to score as possible. And I think by calling that timeout and everything that happened afterwards really limited Miami's opportunity to actually win the game. Now, you could argue if the penalty doesn't happen, then that tip ball ends up in the end zone. And we're talking about an entirely different thing. But... I just think the time management situation was not there. But and kudos to Quincy Riley, too, for making that tackle. Sure. I mean, that's yeah, something no that doubt. it looked like, oh, my God. I've seen it, it, Double D sending me some uh, video, and he, there was one person that did predict uh, Louisville and uh, going 11-1, and one, and that was Double D. Like, I mean, he's he's all in, the, in on the Brahminwealth, the land of unbridled optimism. So we'll play that about coming the, up here in a bit. But. How about the Gatorade, Beth? Yeah, you know, poor the, Molly this, McGrath. Poor Molly McGrath. The, the still shots and everything that ESPN was doing after that. Like, God, she didn't get the post-game interview because of it, right? No, I think they went straight to uh, the USC-UCLA game right after. I don't think they ever did the coach's interview. I think the Gatorade shower happened after the broadcast went off the air, but I'm not certain. <laughs> well, they might have done it. They might have recorded it for yeah, something they, else. Sure a lot of did. times they don't do it live. Yeah, once uh, the game goes long, they, they got to go do game. post. Yeah, for sure. But, but look, I mean, you have to. I mean, Quincy Riley making that tackle, it, it felt like I, I could hear the collective. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> yeah. 
no all doubt. over the greater Bowman Field Hikes Point corridor. And, yeah. and it was it, it was so crazy to me. Just that it was a back and forth game, but Miami just had so many boneheaded play. And look, the ACC officiating, like I mm. understand, it's a layup to sit there and keep dunking on them. But like when they were reviewing, was it the Chris Bell where the, uh, the one foot like said he yeah. was getting? And he's like, Great well, the catch. ball. They yeah. said the ball's moving. I was like, does it like the receiver get the opportunity to like secure the ball? Like, of course, it's going to be moving. But well, literally, they, he had his they, hand, and they called it right. They, but, changed, they but, changed. And yeah. I understand the it was big, but it's just with what they were. And look, I love McDonough. They, I know a lot of people aren't big fans. Of, I'm a massive fan yeah, of Sean McDonough. But it was so funny. It was like when they were reviewing it. It's like, well, maybe it was moving or juggling. I was like, no. I was like, he got the ball, and he like literally put it in its textbook. Yeah. Sorry, I get great, upset about that. When catch. they say it's moving a ball, it's like, no, you're securing the ball. The fishing was a catastrophe yesterday they, they, on both sides. They had – that was maybe – I don't know if I've seen a game where the officials had more trouble spotting the ball uh, than in that game. Yeah, so that, we're getting a lot of that on the text line at 437 yeah, They reviewed one where they gave Louisville a first down, and the guy was like a yard and a half I mean, short. it wasn't even close. No. They, they really – most of the time, I think – and it's really wild because you're watching on TV and you're like, gosh, that spot looks way off, and they show a replay, and it's like, he's got it within like a millimeter of exactly where the ball should be. Like, it's impressive how well – uh, these officials do it spotting the ball typically uh, not really the case in that game yesterday they were they were a little off that's why you notice when they are that bad but yeah how many times right. this year have we talked about just ACC refs but I think you could probably just insert SEC Pac-12 Big 12 there is no conference this year that has good refs there's never been a conference that's had good refs but Look, you got to overcome the officiating. Louisville managed to do that. And what have we talked about with Jeff Brom? Nothing phases him. He wins well, games by running the ball. I, I will say, games. I mean, nothing, something, I, something, yeah, something phases Because he gets in the year of these refs. My God. Yeah, I, and he I gets, would pay. And, and in his, I would pay. And on his assisted coaches, a uh, couple of the waning drives there when the cards were on defense. There were some folks getting an earful. And look, I want to say this, too. For something that is near and dear to my heart for the last 15 years. It's been an ongoing joke here when Charlie Strong was the head coach here of being yeah. getting the you know the, the bald gentleman mixed up with another assistant coach on there. Now it's the brother. Now it's the brambra. And I just want to say, cameramen out there, ESPN officials out there, and I understand it's a little bit different when you're brothers. <laughs> that it, it, you can see the the similarities there, but it warms my heart. When it when they kept going to uh, Greg Brom in yeah, the broadcast, it was pretty great. I was like, you know what? But but consistent. only only very quickly. It was like, oh, we messed it up. It was like, oh, wrong Brom. Dang it, you got the wrong guy again. Yeah, that was pretty good. Be still, my heart. That's the good stuff right there. That that uh, <laughs> that was that was pretty good. By the way, some breaking news: Pete Thamel, Thamel toe. We need some sounders for that. Reporting that Syracuse plans to dismiss Dino Babers. Today. Oh no, we're gonna miss uh, the him pointing up to the hospital bed. That is one of my favorite college football moments from the last decade. It's pretty good. It's great. And then I, that, you know what, outside of, um, what was it, the case stayed where he was arguing with, it looked like he was arguing with the coach and then threw the alley-oop and in the lead eight game last year, it was that pal, uh, the K-State game to Tang, it looked like oh, they yeah. were arguing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was probably one of my more... I don't I don't tweet as often as I should, but when I do, I have a good one in the chamber. But the other one was Dino Babers pointing up, and I put Sting up there from WCW. Yeah, yeah, no, oh, no, yeah. That's, that, that's a good one. Yeah, that went good. viral. Uh, but no, look, it's... 
yeah, Thamelto putting that out there. It's uh, it's it's that time of year. I mean, but it's like Syracuse. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know who you are. But you know what the sign of a good team is? A team that wins games multiple ways. They can win low-scoring games. They beat NC State 13-10. They've won shootouts. They've won games by dominating and running the ball. They've won games with Jack Plummer winning in the fourth quarter. They've won games with their defense dominating. They've won games where the defense didn't play well. There's no game this year that's followed the exact same script. And I think Trent. that's what makes this team interesting. It's what makes them exciting. And you know what? You've got two real golden opportunities the next two weeks. You can end the Kentucky streak, and you can win the ACC championship. And if you do both of those things, this is up there with the greatest seasons in the history of this program. And even if you do one of them, it's still almost a storybook season at this point. Everybody would have signed up for this. Well, and you, pointed out, this. and you pointed out NC State kind of flew under the radar as like a meh win. From uh, David Hale of ESPN, power five teams to, that have won eight games in the last of each of the four seasons. Georgia, Alabama, Notre Dame, NC State, and with one more win, Clemson can join them as well. I know Clemson wasn't on the schedule, but uh, pretty impressive feat, though. For I know Strebel uh, kind of took a victory lap saying that NC State wasn't that great of a team and everything, and now they are <laughs> yeah, like, not, a terrible, uh, not a terrible Cards win for have them. beaten two of those teams this year in NC State and Notre Dame. So, um, yeah, it's, it's an incredible year. Um, and yeah, now <laughs> next week, right? Like um, that game for Louisville obviously has a lot of meaning because of, I mean, that game always does, and, and the recent history of it. Uh, but but like it, it's it's just kind of interesting. It's like it's like that becomes almost a game you could look ahead on. Because you've got the ACC championship the next yeah, week. Yeah, I don't Not think when you've Louisville lost fans are going to be taking that uh, Of course approach. Louisville fans aren't going to be taking it. And, and I know Jeff Brom's not going to be taking that approach, but um, it's just it's kind of interesting. Well, let's look. This is Labor Day weekend. Double D per calling his shot. Here we I'm go. I'm try to play this. Double D, one of the only ones on the island of unbridled uh, optimism. Everyone else trying to hop on the, the boat now. And, you know, I reserve the right to adjust my prediction later on in the season after I see this team tonight. But I think we're going to be 8-4. No and four. <laughs> I do. What's that? What, what? Jack Grossman Jack giggling. that's no fun. Okay, so hang on. No, we got two minutes. Jack, you're going to have to wait. Because in the land of unbridled optimism, I will not take negative talk like that 8-4 and four nonsense you're negative. spewing out there across the airwaves. Who are these four chumps on the schedule they're going to lose? James, play that damn fight song. This is not going to be one of those seasons. We go back to that, that dark Monday morning when Birdhead Ryan was trying to make a point and you go hang on Scott Satterfield just left for Cincinnati I didn't think a gift could get that good I didn't think it was possible that for a moment you go not only are we free we are free to go get our guy we're free to go get him and we got three million dollars in the spending they paid us to go to go get him yeah hell yeah so from that moment on think of that dark environment you thought about Louisville football it was just sitting there it was just it wasn't fun you went the wind chill was too cold one day at 65 degrees or whatever it was you know they it's like a 30 for 30. What if I told you sometimes another program's trash is another one's treasure? <laughs> and that treasure would lead to the hometown boy come, come coming home and starting this run tonight on a magical season. This is not going to be some eight-win season, Mark. Okay. This is not going to be some nine-win season. Magic. Give me 11 and 1. Oh! oh. I stand right here. 11 right and 1. Now. 11 and Who's one. one. I don't know. I don't know. I'm Pittsburgh. Not to be negative. It's not going to be Indiana, Jack Grossman. You don't show, show your worry about that. What's not India? Off the schedule anyway. Those gutless 11 and 1. I am saving it. Blank. 
Blankenbaker, not in the land of unbridled optimism, nor were we for full disclaimer, but double yeah, what, what, D. What do we have, nine and three? I think yeah, so. I, think, we, you, I went nine and three. I know I, that. I think I went nine and three. It was nine and three, ten and two. I, I think Phil went which. eight and four. Did I? We Maybe. all. I, think, I mean, he does this, and I see this. This I is know, the beauty. He I'll takes his predictions. Way he's like, got, I, I have I mean, etched in stone. I've like got the him written down somewhere oh, in the bottom right. of my backpack. I might have to pull it out. By the see. way, it needs to be said. He's tweeting us right now. I'm going to do this. All right. Brought Brom home. Dude called a shot, man. Called a shot. Uh, yeah. I mean, he. He's, when people thought he was just spamming people, he stayed the course. He and, was. Uh, and here he is. <laughs> Josh Hurd's tweeting at the guy now. Probably made his life a living hell for six months with everything going on, and now he's tweeting at him. Well, he was right. Well, he was right. Yes, I mean it was pretty. There's little things that I enjoy a lot, and and knowing like the little nooks and crannies of this place of just you know when you're you hear somebody's cadence or tone on a show. When Spencer barged in on Ennis's uh, post game show, great job by the way, by to the both of them, and just. Kind of tongue in cheek is like, oh, uh, what was it? The uh, Cincinnati West Virginia score, mm. and then Ennis just innocently goes, "Oh, you weren't kidding! Like it was that bad." Yeah, it was like forty two twenty one. That's but it the was good stuff. Yeah, at the time. Yeah, yeah, like at that. the time it was that. And he's like, "Oh, you weren't joking! It is that bad." And then he just had this little subtle chuckle that I only know when Mark Ennis like really finds something funny, and it's that's the good stuff right there. Thank you, Cincinnati, as most uh, Louisville fans have been saying. But no, look, it's should be a fun one. A noon kickoff uh, for noon. those scoring at home uh, next week. So that's um, a tough beat. Yeah, tough for ABC, everybody. Wanted, tough for everybody who wanted to go out and tailgate, huh? Well, I, I mean, you tough, can. Tough for that. Tough for me personally because. Uh, well, Cards women's basketball will be in action at noon against Liberty down in Katy, Texas, on Ooh. Saturday. Oh. Man. That is just that's the epitome of brutal scheduling right there. Well, I mean, we were really hoping for like a three thirty kick. That I was hoping for prime time. That would have been a perfect time because you. No, max- there was there was no hope for prime time, but there was there was some hope for three thirty. I'm shocked it made ABC. Like, got to be honest with you. Like, I kind of thought it was going to be ABC or ESPN. Really? But well, I, I thought ESPN, I was, but I mean, that's I was a, hoping for three thirty. So that's three for that straight 3:30. weeks on ABC. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, three. Well, well, no. Well, uh, ACC Virginia, Ch- Virginia. Oh, yeah. yeah ACC. The no, right. Virginia was ESPN. Yeah, Virginia was ESPN. No, I think the ACC, ACC title- championship, though. So yeah, you yeah, have yeah. Miami. Yes. Miami, Kentucky, and. Uh, yeah. Yes. I Is the ACC it- title game on ABC or ESPN? Usually it's on ABC. Typically. Because it's, I mean, always the big boys are on there for that. I mean, I, I would imagine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because you'll have see. the Big Ten Fox. on Fox. You'll have SEC, CBS. Mm-hmm. So I think Pac-12 we're, we're is checking. ABC, but that's on Friday. It's so, on Friday. Trend. So, yeah, I think the ACC is going to be on ABC Saturday. I would have preferred a 3.30 game. I think that would have been the well, best. Well, we know Ohio State That's Michigan not is. it. That's not it. It's because 3.30. Kick, kickoff get, is at 8 o'clock. It doesn't say what, what channel it's going to be on on the uh, – it may oh. be on both, to be honest Could with you. Could be both. Yeah. Maybe one of those where ABC has the Fowler-Herb Street feed and the ESPN has the McAfee yeah, megacast. That's, let's see here. Let's see. Uh, oh, ABC. It is indeed on ABC. Look at me. There you go. ESPN PR in my back pocket. How yeah, about three that? straight weeks on ABC. I guess they couldn't do 330 because the SEC can't have anything against Alabama-Auburn on I mean, ABC but, or whatever. But I, Well, that'll be CBS. Yeah. 
Yeah, I wish I, they w- I, it's written into the SEC contract or something like that. I, I just think 330, you get more time to tailgate, you get more yeah, juiced three, up. 330 would have been perfect. You maximize perfect. your viewing audience. Like, TV it runs been perfect. this, though, man. I mean, yeah. unfortunately, that's... I mean, I'm with you, but TV runs it. And, um, well, I guess there's a reason we have a two TV... I have a two TV set up at my place. Yeah, yeah. so for those that were looking uh, that it was going against the ACC, six-day flex TV selections for Saturday, November 25th. You had Pitt at Duke on the ACC Network, Virginia Tech in Virginia 3.30 on the ACC Network. North Carolina NC State at 8 o'clock on the NC, uh, ACC Network and then Kentucky and Louisville 12 o'clock ABC. So but here's I, the real question. What's the CW game? Mm. Oh, I saw this already. It is... Um, I looked oh, ahead. Well, it was already etched in who's stone. Who's getting cursed this week? Yeah, yeah, it was etched in stone. I saw it too, but I don't remember who it I was. I remember watching I don't it think. They I, had I'm going to guess there's not a curse available this upcoming week. I'm thinking there's probably... Uh, well, Virginia plays everybody close, and even they got their doors yeah, blown off. Probably probably Boston Co- it's probably like Pitt, Virginia, or something like that. Like it's There's probably not a... There's probably not a possibility of it being a close, of it being a curse because it's probably too pretty bad. Well, Florida State and North Alabama shouldn't have been a good game, but it was an injury that caused it. Here we go. Let's Uh, see. Here we go. It's uh, Wake Forest, Syracuse. uh, And Dino just got fired. There you go. There's no curse. There's no real curse available there i don't think that's well, a well dino just got fired so well, I guess, yeah, but, but i guess that was before can't, said broadcast can't blame that on once the, they announced the game was on the cw that was why he got fired well let's get to some sound i know there's a bunch of people on the we text do have a caller as oh well. do we have it okay let's get to the callers and then we'll get to some sound because i want to play the coach's corner uh with jody yeah and i want to hear that so. as well that'll be good stuff uh joe leads us off here on espn 680 and 105.7 what's up joe yeah thank you gentlemen um you know, a few days ago, the uh, Perry uh, kid uh, out of Kentucky committed to Kentucky. And a lot of people are probably saying, well, why would Coach Cal take this kid? Well, my point is, yesterday I watched a great volleyball game between Louisville and Pittsburgh. The young Monks girl was the star of the game for Pittsburgh. Is she the best player on, on uh, uh, Pittsburgh's volleyball team? No, but she is a Louisville native. And she pretty much took, stole the show yesterday from Anna DeBeer her ex-teammate assumptions. So, hence, my point is, now you know why Coach Cal was smart enough to take the Perry kid instead of going to Ole Miss where he'd probably come back and, and hit about 23s against us. So, uh, shout-out to the Monks girl. And, yes, I, I'm mad enough to say Louisville earned a victory yesterday. Miami Miami didn't lay down for the Cars, and the Cars found a way to, to, to get the victory. So, congratulations to the Cars. And let's see what happens at 12 noon next, year, uh, next week. And just pray. Everybody keeps their head, and there ain't too many. Uh, well, it's going to be fights, but hopefully nobody dies. No Fight trash can. Yeah. Well, hopefully. That, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean oh, to step on that. I didn't. Hopefully that doesn't. Hopefully happen. No, no. But man, yeah, no trash Thanks, cans Jeff. or Bobby Petritos getting the get back coach by the the collar in this yeah. going around. Yeah. Um, it should be very interesting, though. I mean, Kentucky obviously wants to keep that streak going and coming in just needing something good to happen after losing at South Carolina last night and um it, for Kentucky it's kind of like the bowl game right because you know for the actual bowl game that they play in they're probably going to have a lot of guys say I'm not I mean it happens in every bowl game well, for every if team you follow half the Kentucky uh, players on Twitter they were not happy last night oh I, yeah we talked about this I, Ray Davis is mad like everybody I think it was his key, wasn't it his dad yeah, that but, was tweeting well then Ray Davis himself tweeted like free me and Dan all that Key's kind of, dad Key's wasn't dead. happy uh, I, I think 
Um, next week is basically the bowl game for Kentucky, so I think they're going to have everything in that. It's in in that you're going to have everybody probably playing, whereas in the bowl game you won't. So there's going to be a lot in it for Kentucky, I think, next week. So I think Louisville's going to take their best shot. We'll see what happens. And you have a situation where they have absolutely nothing to lose whatsoever None. because all the pressure's right. on Louisville. They've won four straight in this series. Nobody on their roster outside of Devin Leary, and only because Devin Leary played at NC State, nobody else on that roster knows what it's like to lose to Louisville. So they have that confidence going into that game. And now, like I said, pressure's off. So it's a real opportunity for Kentucky to kind of let their hair down. Now, I don't think Mark Stoops is capable of doing that after what we saw yesterday against South Carolina. Because he has a hair island is yeah, what you're that, saying. that's okay. right. Okay. Making but, sure. you know, rivalry games, they always say throw the records out. And I think in this or case. Or the trash can in Kentucky. In the trash can. Yeah, they, they I think did. it applies here. Like, I'm, I think Kentucky is going to give the best possible effort they can give. They're not going to give the effort they gave last night against South Carolina. I do think Louisville probably has enough to fend that off. But I would not be surprised if this is another high-wire game going in the fourth quarter because that's what Louisville's been doing all season. Well, and you see how feisty Jeff Brom continues to be like on the sidelines, too. So I think it'll be a much different approach yeah. than the, uh, the Scott Just Satterfield method. Just a little method. bit. Just a little bit. And that's a big point in it, Louisville's favor. It's about a three-and-a-half-minute interview, but I think it's important that we play it. Um, Brom was on with Learfield. John L. Smith, I mean, just getting emotional on there. And I, I, I sent this to Nick uh, in the text. I was like, just a delight on the call. <laughs> I was able to listen to it. He had some fun with that. I you know, we, we always say it's like, oh, the, the colored analyst can't step on the play-by-play. I feel like he got a get-out-of-jail-free card for this one because he was just having uh, the time of his life. Oh. And in it with you and just, you know, the sweat equity that he put into it. But uh, here was Jeff Brom on the coach's corner with Jody and um, John L. Smith, if I can pull this up correctly. And I believe it sounded like this. John L. here. I just want to say, God, I don't know what's going to happen from here on out. you got two games to go. But this... And what you've given these kids this year is special. It's something they'll remember all their lives, and you're to be congratulated. God, love you, man. What a season. Well, I appreciate it, Coach Smith, and I think all of us are thankful for everything you gave to this program because you're the one who uh, built this thing, got us a ton of wins, and got this thing back rolling on the right track, and now it's up, up, up to us to go finish it. So, you know, like I said, I think our team just really wanted to win and meant something to them. We understood what was riding on this game, and they just came through. So I'm really, really proud of them. Coach Brom, I think Coach gave you a little more today because on that last play, it was he was coaching. I think he was playing. We were doing a lot up here. Everybody was. Tell me how you saw the last play and Quincy Riley coming up with that big tackle. Well, it's not exactly the way you want to end. You like to be able to bat that ball down. You like to be able to get something on the quarterback. We gave too much time to throw. I mean, we made plenty of mistakes in the game, but uh, we played hard. Uh, we fought to the end. And that's what you know happens when you play good teams. You're not going to make all the plays. They're going to make some. So I just think while there's a lot to learn, man, it's just a heck of a way uh, to get to the championship game. Uh, you know, I know our fans wanted it. It was great to, to bring this opportunity back home to them. So now that we can go to the ACC championship game, play an undefeated team. Uh, so just really, really happy for this opportunity. Coach, you had in the second half, you had a offensive lineman, or you had in the game, an offensive lineman touchdown, Trevante Sylvester on the catch. You have an Evan Conley in there, a quarterback running to the touchdown. You guys really did execute, and you used a lot of different people and a lot of different things offensively to get here today. Well, it's a credit to our team. We do carry a lot of things, and we want to have a lot of bullets. And you know what? They uh, stop us a few times, and when they do, you got you got to reach in that holster, and you got to pull something else out, and you got to do something different. So I just think 
that's what uh, it's important that you have on offense, creativity, the ability to use all your weapons to make sure you have answers when things get stale. Our defense played good at times, other times not as good, but we, we made just enough plays uh, to win the game and overcome a lot of our mistakes. Yeah, Coach, I'll tell you what, I thought you called a great game. And calling those play actions and when you called them and, and how you have uh, planned them and put the people in the right spot to do the right things. But my new player favorite is the Conley. Where did he come from? Well, I'll tell you what, we've carried a package with Evan all year long. Sometimes I'm just scared to call it, to be quite honest with you. We called a few <laughs> vanilla plays with him in the past. It didn't work. This one was a you know, a good design run play that we have off a little misdirection. And Evan runs hard. So I think uh, it got us five yards, a big touchdown, took a little pressure off of Jack. So, you know, we've got weapons, and we got to use them all. Yeah, you, you did a great job of doing that. Again, congratulations. Awesome. All right, Jeff, to let you go, i got to ask you, you're 10-1. It has to feel great. In two weeks from now, you'll be in the ACC championship game. But you do have one more game before that. Uh, this, is, uh, this, this team's still got a lot out there to play for. Well, it does. And uh, we knew the last two regular season games would be very tough football games. And while we're going to enjoy this win, without question, you know, playing a tough Kentucky team that's, Want to allow the games here in the in the, in the recent past? Uh, it's going to be a big challenge, and it's going to be at home, and our fans are going to want to see a win. So, after we enjoy this, we're going to have to regroup and try to find a way to win that game. Yeah. Coach, good luck and get after the blue bellies. Yes, sir. Thanks, coach. Oh, I thought, wow. man, I thought there was going to be something there that they edited out the blue bellies. I'm pretty sure John L. Smith says something about the blue bellies. I'm not. Well done, we are He did. He did. No, he's he was such a delight on that. I keep going back to that word because you you could hear the angst in his voice. Like it just ah ah. But you can just hear the absolute joy right there. It's it's pretty cool. He got emotional like talking to him. So I, he, I do think it is. You know when John L. Smith took over the program in the late nineties to think about you know a conference USA team and from then. Like, could he have ever imagined that we'd be sitting here 25 or so years later and Louisville's going to play in the ACC championship? Well, it was a complicated road, too, obviously, uh, with the, you know, Michigan State, you know, the the announcing during the bowl game that he was going there. And he said this so many times, and it's always stuck out with me. I know he's done radio with Double D for uh, a long time here in this market, but he's even come around some of the tailgates uh, more recently because I I believe he lives. I don't want to put out his address, but like right outside of Louisville and just like Simpsonville or Shelbyville. So he's not far away. He's not from here. Like he, this is kind of his home now, and it's just been great to see him just kind of evolve in terms of like coming around the program a little bit more and what Jeff Brom's been able to do, bring back some of the former players and coaches. So uh, good stuff for them. But look, that'll that'll happen. An ACC championship berth in Charlotte uh, two weeks from last night. Crazy stuff. Uh, year one for Jeff Brom. Should we get? To some text. Yeah, let's get to some text. Four three seven nine six eighty. Can I read the first one? Yes, please. We know you guys don't like KP, but there is a game today you refuse to acknowledge. Can we celebrate the fact that we're in the ACC championship game? There's always that guy. By the way, no, 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 no. If that was intended for Nick Curran, who has been. Just the let the cake. You and Bobby V have been brothers in arms in terms of let the cake bake on Kenny Payne more so than anybody in this market. 
I just thought that was like the first text I saw. Well, <laughs> at least we got it. Uh, four three seven. Well, well trust me, Empire Classic coming up three. Card text is three thirty. Hear it over on ninety three nine. The Ville. Yeah, Taylor Lynch on the post game show probably around six thirty or so. And then you got Jody Andy. and Bobby V on the call. We'll have a uh, women's basketball today on nine seventy because of uh, the the men on ninety three nine. We're on nine seventy only today, but. Uh, if you can't make it to the Yum Center, catch us over there. We'll be on the air at 3.30, 4 o'clock tip, cards, and Bucknell. Louisville trying to get to 4-0 against uh, Bucknell out of the Patriot League that likes to uh, slow it down. Poor Taylor's cursed. Every time my guy does a post-game show, they lose. Every time, like this year when Ethan's done them, they've won. Like, I think Taylor's done one winning post-game in the last two years or so, and it was after the Clemson game. So I'm going to say that's, that's not Taylor. And that's not Taylor's fault. Oh, no, fault. it's not his fault. It's no. just yeah, a yeah, poor coincidence. There have yes. been... There haven't oh. been too many winning post games for anybody today. That's right. Yes. Uh, uh, 437-9680-UPS-Jobs tax line. UFL football is the perfect fit in a minor league town like Louisville, winning in a less-than-top-notch conference. Steve, the only way Kentucky can win is if uh, Saturday is if their defense scores points. Okay. Uh, can we just – and people were doing this on the Kentucky post game show last night. Can we just dispel this whole, oh, could, if Louisville was in the SEC, they would never compete, and the only reason they're good is because they're in the ACC. Like – you can't use schedule as a crutch. I know Kentucky's played Georgia. I know they've played Alabama. But you've lost both of those games. You don't get by, to use the by, schedule by strength. A lot. Yeah, you don't get to use the strength of schedule argument if you don't go out and get it done. And Louisville beat Notre Dame. Mark Stoops does not have that kind of signature win in his coaching career, maybe outside of 2018 against Florida. So but he's paid like he does. He does. Oh, he's absolutely paid like he does. But this whole notion that Louisville's 10-1 and because they're in the ACC, I just don't think is accurate. I don't think the ACC at the very top is all that great this year. It's Florida State, Louisville, and then kind of everybody else. It's not like it was in Is that any different than the SEC? No. No, I, I, I mean, that's look, I, I, I understand. That was, that's what I was just about I, to yeah, say. There, there's, and I, I know I wasn't getting on you for that, but it, it's more so this whole notion yeah, that the middle of the pack, it's like that everywhere. No, that's what say, kills me. I do think if Louisville, I mean, it'd be interesting, like, if obviously Louisville played Kentucky schedule, that means you'd be playing Georgia and Alabama, which um, are definitely games you probably lose i think um, if you put louisville in the big 12 this year i i think they're probably playing in the big 12 championship game no against i agree Texas. like I, they're, they're a good team it, and um it's just it's it's wild but that's that's always the pivot and yeah, the rivalry of course um, and everybody just wants to use prop up the sec at every opportunity they get which well, as you say pr agent they've can, got the best agent in the world yeah kentucky wants to do that but they're the right quintessential. Now because of, yeah. And, you know. Alabama's good, lifting them up. So is Georgia. You know, the good thing, no, no doubt. But the good thing is get to prove it on the field next week. That's it, right. It's, um, it will happen. Noon kick. Um, and like we said, I think Kentucky's going to bring everything they have for that game. Uh, certainly Louisville the same, given the losing streak. I think that means something to Jeff Brom, certainly. So, uh should be very interesting and a lot of these guys have been around for uh one or more of those losses and you know how hungry those louisville guys are this is they are not going to think about the acc championship game they have lost four straight in this series nobody on that roster knows what it's like to win this particular game they are going to be hungry it's not going to be an issue for them like i mentioned earlier with kentucky they have nobody outside of leary on their roster that's lost to them and that's only because he played somewhere else so can louisville overcome the mental side of things. I think they will because it's a different coach. I think things are decidedly different as far as that's concerned. But will that matter if it's, you know, if things don't go well early? But we talked about this with Louisville. They played a lot of four-quarter games, and they always seem to play their best in the second half, play their best in the fourth quarter. And I do like that Jeff Braun, by the way, went out and recruited a kicker at halftime. That that was spectacular. 
They went and got a new Nick guy. Lopez. Yes. Nick Lopez. Yes. The kicking Kids game. Got a it was a little shaky. It was a little shaky. Sean McDonough pointed that. By the way, uh, wonderful text coming down on the text line. I, I'm happy to know we've built a cult following here. Right. The people that know the smut and the silliness and just the the humor of just sports in general, and then it gravitates toward me. I'm just kind of like a moth, like going gravitating toward a, a light or that's on. So I, I didn't see this, but I guess uh, the state of Louisville guys tweeted this out that uh, the DB four. Miami just kind of smacked uh, Thrash right in the that will be the back end. Yeah. And then he tried to trip him up uh, to get back at him. I, yeah, just I, I, saw, I saw that in real time. I, I didn't see that did, in real did time. Did Jamari try to trip that guy? He did. Um, well, I thought maybe they would penalize him for that. They didn't. Uh, also, something that the uh, I've seen floating around <laughs> on Twitter, I think it was Devin Neal, the third down play when Miami was trying to score, hiding behind the umpire. Uh, the third down oh, play. Yeah, yeah. Genius, genius maneuver. And then uh, kind of shoved the umpire off and ran and not helped break up the play. Uh, he, it worked. He, he hid. Uh, and from from Van Dyke, and it was uh, it was a great play. Let's Master get the, class in play calling by Cristobal again. The running game was working. Yeah. Go away from it. Let's get to a couple more pieces of sound from Brom. Uh, here was a question on back when he took this job. Did you think you could get to the ACC championship in year one? Here's what Jeff Brom had to say after. Well, that. you know, I, I, I'm one of those guys that doesn't look too far down the road. Uh, I understand the challenges that it it is to win football games at, at a high level, and uh, it takes a lot. It takes great coaching. It takes uh, recruiting. It takes players want to buy in and work hard it takes a little luck on your side it takes uh, some fight and some unity that has to happen on your team and um, every little thing matters uh, so I just think that you know we had some obstacles early in the season where we won some close games it got us some confidence got us some momentum and taught us how to hang in there and play to the end helped us hang in there and play this game to the end so I just think uh, you know all those things matter uh, but to come back home and, and do it, uh, you know, from our university, my hometown, in front of these fans is, is really special, without question. And, uh, you know, I feel the pressure about it. You know, I, I want to win, and I want to win for everybody. Uh, but it, it takes work, and it takes uh, sacrifice, and it takes a lot of people, you know, doing their part. So it's just exciting to be able to go play in a, in a great championship game against an undefeated, top-ranked Florida State team. Jeff Brom on being year one, envisioning this being in the ACC championship uh, after that. Um, as Zach, you see, pointed out on the kicking change. This was obviously mm. a hot topic here. This is what uh, Jeff Brom had to say post game about that kicking change. Well, I think, uh, you know, a lot of this game is confidence. And uh, Brock is a really good kicker. He's a tough young man. He's just kind of, you know, uh, been struggling a bit here lately. And I just think sometimes, uh, you know, we have other people working hard. And, uh, you know, we decide to go with, uh, you know, someone else and uh he did a really good job and he's practiced well and uh that doesn't mean we won't go go back to brock but you know we have multiple guys a lot of positions uh and one guy gets to play and the other guy has to back up but he has to be ready when his number is called so uh for those guys to work together uh and come through when we needed them um was great to see and i'm sure brock will regain his confidence and uh he'll still be a great kicker Jeff Brom on the kicking change and sticking with his guy. Uh, you know, just give him a little motivation of like, yeah, today, I don't know if it's the yips or what, but uh, not working today. It was not. A couple of issues, short field goal missed, the blocked extra point. 
Uh, Louisville, of course, was able to get that point back on the two-point conversion play to Jamari Thrash, which was a huge play in the game, I think. Um, but, yeah, what a day. Uh, a couple more pieces of sound before we inch closer to the top of the hour. Sorry, I know I'm going rapid fire on this. Blank was down there. So this uh, VR buddy, Mark Blankenbaker in the crunch zone. Appreciate him having boots on the ground there. He's probably making his way back in some capacity. Blank's been in his element. I mean, he's been mm. in a beach all week. He's He was in Disney. He made the trek now to South Beach. And his cards are heading to the ACC Championship. Went from, went from Orlando to Miami? Yeah, it's about a three-hour drive. It's not terrible. Strong did he go to Disney because he has kids? Or did he go to Disney because he's one of those old Disney dads? Uh, he's not rummage. I think he did. This is this <laughs> is where rummage. a wise vet move by Blank, and I think he gets he, he the packaged game. the family vacation with ding, 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 with ding. the work. Yeah, there, ding, it, there honey, it is, honey. Like if we're gonna go to Disney this year, it should be this week, and then oh wow, does Louisville play, does play, Louisville play in South Beach? Oh wow, oh wow, what you, a coincidence! Yeah, we can put that. We expense it on the, the yeah. Crunch Zone CC right there, there and then go. we'll be good right there. So shout out the Blank. So hopefully he had a good time at Space Mountain and uh, everything in between. We talked about this earlier on the tight ends uh, being something that maybe Jeff Brom's kept in the back pocket for a little bit. Here's what Jeff Brom had to say on this, the tight end of the play. And I did love uh, the, the switching well, of the jerseys. Well, those guys have worked really hard. And, um, you know, this team is going to press us on the outside quite a bit, take away our outside receivers, make, make us throw it over their heads. So when that's happening, you have to work the middle of the field a little bit. And those guys got to be able to get open and be physical and get off jams and run through linebackers. And, uh, you know, so I think uh, you know, Coach Wallace and our, our tight end room has worked hard. Uh, we wanted to utilize them more. I think to be a successful team, we have to be able to uh, own the middle of the field more than we have, and they have to be a um, you know great compliments for us. So we're going to continue to work through that and make sure that you know all of our guys, slot receivers, tight ends, are able to, to work the middle of the field and get us yards. Jeff Brom on the tight end room right there. So I know that was something that was near and dear to a lot of people's hearts when Jeff Brom was making the move over to Louisville. They were hoping to see that. You got to see that yesterday. It was all out yesterday. Uh- as mentioned, they kind of was the game where it all came together on an, on the offensive side in terms of play calling and stuff that maybe we hadn't seen a lot of this year. Uh, yesterday was the game where it was like, all right, let's bust it out. And uh, yeah, good timing to do it. It all worked. And still waiting for Evan Conley, like the play where he throws. They haven't used that one yet. That one's special coming at some teams point. king, man. Like the dude. Like, I forgot who tweeted it out, but it, like him on the special teams. Uh, he's just been doing work there. But he's no. he's going to Rudy. He's going to throw the ball at some point. Maybe it'll be in the Kentucky game next week. Uh, in that situation, they're going to run a fake. He's going to throw, and somebody's going to be wide open. So uh, we'll see when that when that finally happens, but it's it's going to. Uh, Zachy C. pointed this out to open up the show, and I think it's uh, something we should revisit. Uh, Brom was asked about becoming the first coach to take uh, teams to back-to-back conference championship game in Power 5 uh, schools. This is what he had to say about that possibly well i did not know that so uh you know what that does mean a lot to be quite honest with you um you know being at purdue we worked hard <laughs> to win games uh and to get to the big 10 championship man that was that was as good as any accomplishment i think i had there and we had some big wins so to come here in the year one to find a way to get to this championship game yeah it, it means a whole lot and uh so you know it just shows that if you're you're willing to put in the work surround yourself with good people you allow others to buy in and work together and take the blame when things aren't going well just try to figure this thing out good things can normally happen i just think we have 
really good coaches that are good people. We have a good support system at the university. We've got players that want to win, and fortunately, it's gelled together to help us get to this point. Jeff Brom on uh, the being one of the being the first, I should say, uh, coach to take team and back to back championship games. It has gelled together. Um, you know, there's a lot of new pieces that this staff has brought in, obviously like a Jack Plummer, Jamari Thrash, other guys that have been key, guys that have been around on both sides of the ball, like a Jawar Jordan. Um, and it, it has all come together, and um, it doesn't always. And that's a uh, credit to this coaching staff as well to help uh, help get that to, to work year one as well as it has is is really impressive he's done um, a great job threading the needle of transfer portal versus yeah. already existing roster because we see so many coaches that are transfer portal heavy i mean colorado it's not working usc this year not working but he had a nice veteran core to go with and then he's just adding in a quarterback he's adding in thrash you you don't want to live on the transfer portal you just want to use it to fortify a couple of spots on an already good roster and i think he's done a really good job of threading the needle with both of those things yeah, it was not an empty cupboard uh, when he arrived, and they've certainly done a nice job of taking what was still here kind of to the next level and filling holes um, that people were concerned about. Monty Montgomery was going to stay and then ended up leaving. Um, but, yes, uh, but now, you know, they've done a nice job of, of uh, filling that void really well and um, have have linebackers that have really stepped up and um, – it's it's been impressive to watch. Uh, Bleacher Report for those that care about this. This is the most recent bowl projections that I put out there. Or, I'm sorry that they put out there they that I can the, find. Your, yes, your so that I'm regurgitating right. uh, to the masses out here. All six of you on the seventh highest rated sports talk show on Sundays. They're not having a competitive ten to noon time slot. Uh, college football playoff Sugar Bowl number one Georgia versus number four. Washington. Yeah. Rolls Bowl number two, Michigan. Sorry, Zach versus Florida State. This is going to be an interesting case study to see how the committee. Florida State's. I mean, if they're three, I'd be really surprised. Yeah, Washington's going to jump them this week. Washington's yeah. going to be number four. I mean, they beat a top 15 team on the road. Plus, yeah, yeah, you Florida State injury. played North Alabama. Uh, right. Yeah. But again, I go back to this. Like, how much stock is put in? And I know this is kind of more the 30,000 foot view of what they're thinking, but being rewarded for playing LSU to start the season. That's like, a big one because LSU is still a pretty good team. Yeah, but they're, they're not going to be they're not going to be number if Florida State makes the playoff, they're going to be number 4. Right. No, they're, I, they're I not going to be number 3. On that, but. So I don't really understand that projection at all from Bleacher Report. And there is there is they're not going to be number 3. There is a history that shows that the committee is willing to put in a team with a backup quarterback. 2014 Ohio State. Third yeah. string quarterback Cardale Jones went out and beat Wisconsin 59 nothing and that gave him enough confidence to jump TCU and Baylor, put him in the playoff. Sure. We all know what happened from there. I'm just saying there's a precedent that if Florida State takes care of business and they're 13-0, I just cannot see them being left out even if they do have a backup Just get to the 12-team playoff. My God, I just no, this, this just needs to This happen. year needs a 12-team uh, right. playoff. Agreed. It's just, it's wild. So the other remaining New Year's Six Bowls, uh, Fiesta Bowl, Oregon and Alabama, Peach Bowl, Missouri and Penn State, Cotton Bowl, Texas versus Tulane, and the Orange Bowl, the Oh. Ohio State and the fighting Zachy Seas versus Louisville. Going to be conflicted that day, huh? 
Uh, I played the fifth. I was going to say you were rocking a Louisville sweatshirt at the last game. I don't think you'll be super conflicted. I I wore Louisville uh, sweatpants yesterday, or I did when I was working out. Here? Oh, I was going to say, I didn't know if that was like a rustic frog visit or something. I wore them here because I had to get up and work at 7 in the morning, and then I went and worked out afterwards. So I was wearing Louisville sweats. Okay. I got got some Louisville gear now. Was it the Miles Garrett sweat? No, No, it was not. Did you see that video that was circulating? No. I'm going to show you during the break. Okay. We'll have some fun with that. Can't wait. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a good one right there. I, I encourage it, everyone to go look at that online. Uh, I, I projected a Louisville-Michigan Orange Bowl. I think that's going to be a fantastic game, especially because, you know, Louisville will not be uh, – you see Michigan had their cameras yesterday. Oh, God. I mean – The most tone-deaf program yeah, in America. Come on, guys. Uh, look, I, you, you do a lot of things that Jim I'm Harbaugh like, you're not biased though, or anything, mm-hmm. but, I mean, I'm 100% in agreement with you on that. Yeah. That's so stupid. Uh, let's – do, let's take a break. Uh, on the other side, I want one more from our buddy Tyler Griever over at WDRB. He did a great question asking about the significance on you know winning this game down in Miami with Howard Schnellenberger getting the boots. Kind of a sneaky, cool trophy. Still wish it was a pipe. I understand why it's not, because in 2023, about to be 24... Cancer, tobacco industry, probably not the best uh, thing. But it's, you know. You could still have I, it look, be a public. Like, come wait, so, on. No, I'm with. Look, I, I we had the, the lovely team from the Louisville Sports Commission, in, and they explained it was Howard Schnellenberger's family's wishes to that, not that's have that. Great. A little bit different. By the way, that's his great. son looks like some a member of the NWO slash a member of Creed. I don't know if you saw that photo that was circulating right yeah. there. Or maybe a backup on Sons of Anarchy. But, so is he taking yeah. you higher, or are we going six feet from the edge? Looking, looking great, though. Looking like a million bucks, uh, nonetheless. So we will dive into that. More sound. We'll talk about the the preview, the uh, the, the Kentucky game, the Governor's Cup. We'll talk about the Empire Classic, which I know the masses uh, have a lot of opinions about that. I know Nick has some thoughts about Louisville women's basketball. Talk about Scotty D and company. Plus much more. Your calls, your texts right here on SMH. Welcome back to the Sunday Morning Hangover on your sports leader, ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Nick Curran and Phil Baker. Indeed. It's all the cards just about have done this year in football. Headed to the ACC title game against Florida State after a 38-31 win against Miami. Yesterday, it's a Sunday morning hangover. Hour number two here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Thanks for being with us. A lot going on today. The NFL... Big day of Louisville sports, men's basketball at the Empire Classic at MSG, taking on Texas, 3.30. Coverage starts at 2 over on 93.9 The Ville with Jody and Bob. You've got Louisville women's basketball You'll here on 970. Hopefully you can make it down to the KFC Yum Center. 4 o'clock tip. Coverage starts at 3.30. Cards in Bucknell out of the Patriot League, a different uh, pace than what they've seen over their first three games. So it'll be a challenge for the Cards to adjust to that today. You don't think they're going to win by 78 today? Whew. By the way, that no, inspired... I don't know that it'll be a challenge to score 78 points in today's game. They so. showed that on SportsCenter the other day, and it inspired a top 10. Top 10 biggest blowouts in sports history. So there you go. Cards did get a 78-point win over Bellarmine on Thursday night. Very sure, uh, Jeff effort. Walls was very pleased with that. Uh, Scotty eight. D and company, probably not as much. Well, I know, but eight, he's a company eight, man. Eight cards... In double figures for the first time in program history was the biggest margin of victory in the Jeff Walls era. Louisville men's soccer 
Country Roads headed to Morgantown for the second round of the NCAA tournament. They beat Dayton on Thursday night, 2 o'clock today in Morgantown. The Cards trying to advance in the NCAA tournament against five-seed West Virginia. Or uh, against number five West Virginia. I guess they're the fifth-ranked team in the country, not a five-seed. Beg your pardon. Feast week is upon us. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I wish they still did the 24 hours of college basketball, but I will not, you know. Get yeah, that would have been good. That, that was like the season opening thing. You should, by the way, shout-out to uh, – you, you, you brought up, Scotty. The, uh, the Knights got a really nice road win over Bowling Green. Take that, Zachy C. Notable mm. alum. I know. I did that game. It was a phone broadcast while wearing my Bowling Green stuff, so I took it on the chin that day. Yeah, I heard but, that. By I, the way, there's, yeah, there's some there's sometimes where I just like want to inquire with the producers like what happened, but it's like I've been there before. Just yeah. like you know what, I'm not going to inquire. I'm just going to let. Yeah, the connection was uh, so great that we ended up doing the game on phone. Which yeah. I mean, it, it, it got over the air. That's all that matters. That's that's all that that's all that Zach cares about. Friday, uh, Friday's the start of Christmas season. Just saying. Yeah, Thanksgiving I, needs to happen first, then we can do Christmas. I don't disagree with that. By the way, nights back home. Well, home for the first time this year in Freedom Hall to take on Moorhead State tomorrow, 6.30. Get out to Freedom Hall for that. Saw Russ Davenport earlier this week at the gym. Always love catching up with uh, young Davenport and giving takes there. And then they're home for Midway the following day. So they've got Moorhead tomorrow at 6.30, Midway Tuesday at 6.30. Get out to Freedom Hall the next two days. Uh, The Knights at home for the first time, coming off a nice road win over BGSU. If I were czar of college basketball, and God bless, do we need a a czar of college basketball? Then college. We need a czar of college everything. But uh, at ESPN, per se. They they have all these shadows for ESPN Plus, and you see it with the SEC games, football games that were on SEC Plus yesterday. By the way, I thought Nick Saban was going to kill uh, the quarterback for dropping the uh, ball to the one yard line. At Why the, do guys still do that? Yeah. We, mm. It happened last week too I mean, in the show Washington game. Forrest Gump just run out to the tunnel holding the ball. Like Seriously. that's what you need to do. That, if I'm going to score a touchdown, I'm holding that ball like a baby. I'm not letting it go. Anyways, you could still promote the 24 hour college basketball marathon. Just put it on ESPN Plus. I don't know why they don't do it. It was one of their greatest assets, and they have all these games on there. You but basically, have twenty four hours of college precisely. basketball. Just, on ESPN just don't promote it on there. Four three seven nine six eight. UPS jobs text line. He's Nick Kurt. I'm Phil Baker. Give us a follow on Twitter slash X. I don't know if you, a lot of people are still on there these days uh, because of everything that's transpired. But nonetheless, Nick Kurt thirty five. What, what's transpired? Apparently, Elon Musk like went back to something that was anti semitic or no, something. No, I mean, I, I mean, twelve oh five. We're going to break that I down. Mean, we'll, I, there's we'll, a lot of thoughts uh, about twelve oh five. Stay yeah. tuned. We'll break it down. Uh, your boy ZC on Twitter, Phil underscore underscore Baker. Read some text, 437 In the midst of a COVID fog, cough syrup, nasal decongested, and some hot toddies, the finest bourbon, I watched and captured the last spot of the ACC championship. This season has been unreal, and now I sit here steady and ready listening to my favorite Sunday sports show. I'm going to add, during a highly competitive 10 to new mm-hmm. time slot. Uh, I'm prepared, gentlemen. I'm prepared for mimosas. Mayhem next Sunday. I think he means Saturday. I think that's the... the Could probably, be the NyQuil. Yeah, yeah. NyQuil right there. But he, next Sunday to take a victory lap for the dirty Kentucky... He says Kentucky. Ah. Um, it's where people going to church. Bastards. Um, go cards. That is from Samson. Read some text with a halo mark. You're in a fog. Usually I don't read those. But uh, for you, Samson, we will do. Did you hear Luther call into the postgame show with Ennis? The last call of the show, he bent the knee. I had a great call from uh, Luther Save to be the open, but then John L. Smith was an angel on my shoulder. He, with a, he j- took it away. He took it away, and I said, you know what, Luther, normally 
you make the intros to our show with those great dismounts of calls when you called into Taylor. That was the good stuff. He but, did not disappoint last night either. He called into the Kentucky. Oh, and game, he's not going to. Yeah, he, he called into Ennis's show too. It was the last Play call. The hits. Yeah, he was playing the hits right there. Uh, let's see. While the loss was difficult, Jason Ince seemed to, um, has seemed to recover. I saw him shirtless, belly flopping at Chuck E. Cheese My into the ball pit. Gracious. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Zach Maben. Okay, so you're saying you're. I don't understand why that. I don't. I don't understand the Maben thing right there. Why is he getting strays from that? Uh, is a perfect fit. I'm sorry. I will not assume Florida State will beat Florida next week if the also, game with a backup quarterback. Steve. Also, a great point. That's a tough game for the Knowles to have to go into the swamp. Potentially See the end of that Missouri game too. Obviously a uh, rivalry game. Yeah, I think that's uh, definitely a great point. Yeah, I don't think Florida's very good, but if no, Graham Mertz is healthy, that game can be more interesting than we think. Plus, being in the swamp. Never easy. That yep. was a wild ending to the game for those that you were able to the, watch it. The Gator Chop with uh, oh yeah Mevis, the thicker kicker, yeah, oh yeah, yeah he, he did the that thick kick. Yeah, they. I thought Missouri was about to go down, and good old Dinkowitz finds a way. JB coming for buttermilk. No more Satterfraud to beat up on that pad um, of that rival record. If FSU drops to fifth, this is the question I had. All right. If FSU drops to fifth, do you have to beat them to lock up the Orange Bowl? I think you do, it but I don't think they're going to be fifth the other on bowl, championship weekend. The other, like some other bowl could take. Yeah, I I think you do as well. Um, yeah, so because, that's well, another a lot. Like, another bowl, another New Year's Six bowl could pick Louisville or Florida State. Whoever, not uh, likely, were to potentially lose that game. But but uh, yes, not likely uh, because gosh, if we left Penn State out, that would be a travesty. Why would we want to pick one of them over Penn State? Goodness gracious! Well, no, and it, like that—that that was what was circulating through, especially when Jordan Travis went down yesterday. Is and, and I know there's precedent for what you alluded to back in 2014 with Ohio State having a third street quarterback and going on and getting into there and winning the national championship. But there's, I'm curious, it's a moving goalpost, it seems like, with the college football playoff committee, and, and I am just fascinated. And a lot of it plays itself out, but a lot of it is just subjective to the eye test and what they deem as the being, like, who won this head-to-head and things like that. So I, I am curious to see how this plays out, but again, like, don't leave it up to chance, like Jeff Brom said, if you want to play in the Orange Bowl, you need to win these next two games. Yeah, and there's the conflicting thought process with Louisville fans, like, certainly everybody here is going to be happy if they win the ACC. It's just, I wonder nationally if they beat Florida State, is the first thing everybody's going to say is, oh, well, Jordan Travis didn't play. Like, are they going to not get the credit that they probably should deserve for winning that game? So it will be an interesting debate, an interesting thought process if that plays out, if Louisville goes on and wins that game. I think it does have to be mentioned. You can't just say Louisville. No, no, but a lot of that has to do with how they look against Florida next week. And if, obviously, if they don't win, it changes things. But if they do win and, and if they go and blow out Florida, 40 to nothing in the swamp next week then um i think it would be i don't know isn't that partly because florida's not very good of course it is but like still it's a rivalry game and you don't have your starting quarterback that would answer a lot of questions for people if if that happens and look Louisville doesn't have to apologize for winning the acc i don't care if they're playing a fourth string quarterback it's just as far as outside playoff shot, which I think we probably all would say at this point, they're not making the playoff, right? Like, is, I mean, do we uh, see any scenario Louisville makes playoff? It would take a, a, lot. a lot. Yeah, I okay. mean, you would have to. I, and that's even with yeah. a healthy Jordan Travis. Even if they'd beaten undefeated Florida State, they probably still weren't making it, regardless. Yeah, it would take a lot. Um, 
They yeah. needed Washington to lose last the, night. I think that would have been one of the steps. Yeah, Washington losing. Washington could still lose, but uh, the yeah, but I, I think if Washington had lost last night, what a ugly, you, sloppy game! Just yeah, uh, well, you saw the weather. You, yeah, no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I was referring to the weather. It was terrible. That don't, looks. Don't you think Oregon State would have jumped the, jumped them then? No, because they had two losses. Yeah, but they're they're eleventh. Yeah, and they would have beaten the. I, I I think Oregon State would have jumped Louisville, so I'm not so sure that Washington losing would have been an, a huge. I'm just game. saying it would have been more likely that the Pac-12 champ might have had two losses, which at this point I don't see happening now because Washington's undefeated. They're going to go into that game at least with undefeated or worst case with one loss, and then you're probably going to meet one loss Oregon in the Pac-12 title game. So whoever wins that's going to get in. Yeah, I. It's. I don't. If you're Louisville, you need conferences to start. Like you would have needed Iowa State, for instance, to beat Texas, because then that would have eliminated the Big Twelve completely. Hey Zach, do me a favor, real quick. Somebody's saying that the stream is down and it is looks like it's down on um, the desktop. So maybe just if you don't mind checking that, just real quick, just to see if it's up. I appreciate you, buddy. But uh, yeah, just got a couple people texting in on that, so uh, we can uh, try that uh, to troubleshoot that. Appreciate Zachy C looking into that. Four three seven nine six eighty UPS jobs text line. Uh, let's see. Did you hear the Luther call? I would not assume Florida State would beat Florida. Okay, we already read that one. Let's see. Blank's wife had a work thing, and they only took L. That is right. I do remember that. He, it was like a networking thing my, down there. My oh. dad's listening on stream. He says it's fine. Okay, so it's right. the desktop. Um, that's a, an issue right there. So I think that's something that uh, maybe... We do have someone trying to call as well. Yeah, we'll get that. 437 UPS Jobs text line. 267 is the phone number. Uh, let's see. Blankenbaker went to Disney because... Oh, man. Everyone knows this. Uh, Blankenbaker went to Disney because his wife had a work conference in Orlando. He did the double... But that's Blank understanding, oh, honey, I'll tag along and do that. Shout out to Blank. That's good for him. I, I do remember them saying that because they were hoping Caroline McLean would be there. Caroline McLean oh, you know, yeah, is a, yeah. a big wig when it comes to the amusement park industry. She certainly... She used to work at Six Flags Kentucky Kingdom back in the day when yes. I worked there. Uh, UofL tried to play Georgia and Tennessee, but they backed out. Not our problem. Yeah, like I, I can't do that whole, you know, your, your conference is terrible and things like that. You have it's, how many? I mean, it's one of the w- grossest things about college football year in and year out. Um, it, it's it's exhausting. I hate it, too. We talk about it at the beginning every year. It's just... Yeah. Look, I mean, I, I've said I, I'll, I'll bend to the knee to the argument with the Alabamas and the Georgias of the world. Everybody yeah. else, you will not, for Kentucky, like you should be for what Mark Stoops is compensating. We're going to dive into what he has paid versus his results. Trust me. Yeah. Uh, that's something that's a bigger question. And, and regardless of the red versus blue component, like if you're a Kentucky fan, you should not be happy or content with it. I think they're better than what the record indicates, but that, uh, yeah. that's something else. But you're, you are what your record is. I that's mean, what we <laughs> talked about last night. Like, it's one thing to lose to Georgia. It's one thing to lose to Alabama. In some instances, it's one thing to lose to Tennessee because Tennessee's a good program. But Missouri's gone to the SEC title game twice, and now Missouri's ranked in the top ten. Well, and that's no what I, reason and that's what I can't, can't do. And, and again, that wasn't a SEC powerhouse. They, they're they're no. new to the party. Yeah, so. they, they joined the same year as Texas A&M joined in 2012. Like, Kentucky has watched other programs in the SEC pop up and have a year or two of success or get to a New Year's Six Bowl or compete for a conference championship, and they've just never done that. And you can't have a loss like you had last night to South Carolina, which is an inferior team. You can't lose to Vanderbilt last year. You can't drop these games that are supposed to be gimmies at this point. You're supposed to, at minimum, win eight or nine games. And this program's taken a significant step back, and that's even with Liam Cohen 
Bowen, the guy that everybody wanted to be the OC. That's even with Devin Leary, the quarterback that a lot of people thought was better than Will Levis, which I don't think is accurate. But Kentucky, you can say this, and I think both things are true. Mark Stoops has done a really good job taking this program to heights that they hadn't been to since Bear Bryant. I also think his time might be done. I think he might have taken them as far as he can take them. I think both those things can be true. Yesterday doesn't happen if Brom doesn't get players after the spring game halftime. Georgia Tech uh, charge. Uh, you won't get back on the field. And Brom not afraid to pull kicker in the second half. Huge kudos in a great year. That is uh, from a Go Cards fan. So Satterfield looked great again yesterday. Laughing emoji. Some, some people are sharing in the text line, too, a, a, a Twitter uh, thing of Scott Satterfield allegedly thanking Jeff Brom for leaving like you know taking over and doing with it, it was a parody account yes guys. it was a parody yeah, it account. was a great <laughs> no, I saw that yeah I was just like guys it has 11 followers but we've yeah. gotten that a few okay. times on the text line yes yeah uh, Syracuse has made it official they've officially announced papers is out they're doing like a press conference right now ah the good old Sunday NFL news dump shout out or yeah Dino gone tough Oh, man. Uh, 437 UPS Jobs text line if you want to interact with the show. Samson saying I need to uh, proofread um, his tech. No, you're good, man. You're in, you're in a COVID slumber, buddy. I mean, just yeah, take your medicine, rest up for next week, and kegs and eggs next week. Um, he said the stream is up as well. So I think it may just be our ESPN Louisville.com. Uh, That's what will work. We'll work on that. Yes, I'm seeing the, the Jason Ince Chuck E. Cheese text mm-hmm. message again. Man, they, they really We read it. To, yeah, we, we read, read it. it. Uh, Let's get to some calls. Uh, 267-9680 is the phone number we go to. Eric up next on SMH. Eric, how are you, buddy? I heard your call, by the way. Great call. Hey, so, oh, well, thank you. I, I mean, I was moved to, to quote Shakespeare in Apocalypse Now, but, man, it's a great day to be alive. Man, I tell you what, I am so happy. Ten and one. You may have actually predicted it. I said Double D was the only one that predicted it, but uh, Eric, even a blind squirrel finds a nut occasionally because mm. I know you've been doing that for the better part of 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because I've, I've officially moved uh, up to 13 and 1. Oh, that's right. I, I, I think that, uh, and, and whew, man, oh, Jordan Travis is okay. You hate to see that. Man, you know, especially with him being uh, used to be a global, but. Um, I'm to the point where I just, I don't know. I mean, I'm about to hyperventilate, but, um, yeah, it was, I mean, just what a, what a, what a game yesterday. And, and like y'all said, you know, hearing John L. Smith do the color was just absolutely uh, awesome. And it's game week, Kentucky. And, I tell you what, uh, I would love to have the video of the pregame speech that Coach Brom gives next week because I would be like, you know, what is the uh, what's the what's the odds of you know bashing in a, a whiteboard or you know mm-hmm. taking a chair and you know doing you know maybe smashing a table or something like that to get them fired up? But wow, I mean, I'm just I'm just smiling. Thanksgiving's coming up. I tell y'all what, that was John Renshaw's favorite holiday, he would say. I, I just, give me an extra helping of just some awesome stuffing, you know, with just good spices in there. And 
bits of really juicy, juicy turkey around there. And, of course, the mashed potatoes with gravy, extra butter as well. Um, and it's just it's going to be a great week. It is going to be a great week. And actually, it's a great next couple weeks, you know, because we have something to look forward to uh, on December 2nd with the ACC Championship. Nick, uh, you had told me about, the, I think it was the Double Tree in Charlotte. It, 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 does that have an indoor pool and hot tub and a good breakfast buffet? Ooh, it has a restaurant. I don't know that it has a free breakfast buffet, but I think you can purchase uh, the breakfast there. Uh, I don't, I can't remember the pool situation if it's indoor or outdoor. They do have a pool. Don't remember if it's indoor or outdoor. But we're it's, talking Lazy River, or are we no, talking no, no, just no, no, like no Lazy something River? That... But it's very much within walking distance of Bank of America Stadium. I highly recommend it. It's a good spot. Fresh cookies when you check in. That now that that's worth oh, it. Oh yes. Oh, it Eric, was, so you're going to Charlotte, right? I tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm lo- I mean, right as soon as I got the phone, I'm gonna be listening to y'all, and I'm gonna start looking and seeing, you know, what, um, what's it looking like. But I definitely, definitely am wanting to go. Definitely am wanting to go. Okay, well, Eric, appreciate the call. Enjoy the win. I know you're happy about that. We will talk to you next week in a post Governor's Cup uh, Sunday edition of SMH. Yes. And I do, of course, predict Louisville. I think uh, I think Kentucky's going to come out. And be, they're going to be fired up, but I think I think we pull away. I like to see us uh, somewhere in like the thirty-five to fourteen, thirty-five to seventeen range, somewhere in that area. Okay, you heard it here first. We'll take a victory lap next week if you get Eric, as always, appreciate the call, buddy. 267-9680 is the phone number. 437-9680-UPS-JOBS text line. No, I I think the Kentucky argument uh, in the side of things has been fascinating because the the tone in Zach, you see, you chime in because you were on the front arms of it last night uh, with it. You know, the the Alabamas and Georgias, and it's great theater, and I, I hope Strebel feels better. I know he was out last night. But it's it's great theater to get upset and worked up over the Alabamas and the Georgias of the world. And, and I, I think in Strebel's deepest, darkest, most intimate moments, he would even expect it's like, man, like as is, is, is excited as I get for these games. Like I know in the grand scheme of things, it's going to be a, a lot of things are going to have to go Kentucky's way in order for that. To happen. So those get those out of the way the other ones of the south carolinas of the world the you know the, the we talked about missouri's of the world the vandy's last year and just the comments that were made about you know ponying up i know that was a common theme that was circulating again on there in his record after that um it, it, that's where it kind of feels like you may be kind of stuck in neutral when i heard the texas a&m press conference of letting go jimbo and the athletic director saying being stuck in neutral i don't know if kentucky's there because as you brought up they're teetering around it is admirable what he's been able to do like no question about it but it also feels like there isn't that next step in, in anywhere to become so you tell me on the post game show yeah. what the theme was yeah I think that seemed to be the common theme I think most Kentucky fans this is the kind of loss that turns the fan base a little bit I think even the most Mark Stoops apologists are starting to realize that maybe this is not the long term answer like and you even have to put into context the fact that they win eight or nine games because their first three games are typically against MAC teams or FCS teams so you get that 4-0 5-0 start and then you start playing Georgia and Alabama and Tennessee and it becomes crashing down like a house of cards so every single year it just seems to be the same thing over and over again and we're not really seeing advancement right now we're not seeing 
the 2018 team that played with their hair on fire. You know, that was a team that was ranked in the top 10, had a chance to go to the SEC championship game. We're not seeing a team that plays with a chip on their shoulder. We're not seeing the passion. You know, it seems like, and and said this last night, he thought Stoops has kind of checked out, and now you're seeing players fight amongst themselves. And I really think those comments about after they got blown out by Georgia and saying that we need to go out and get better players, I really think that struck a nerve with the current roster because you're basically telling well, how your, could it not? You're telling your current players that you're not good enough and that you stink is basically what he was doing. And so now you're seeing on the back end of that, now they're not winning games, and now they're frustrated because their coach put them on blast and. It's just not working, and well, I mean, well, Iowa, I hopefully they, they they all want Iowa to grab Mark Stoops at this point because they want to move on, and I can't. I was really going to the Big Ten title game. Do, do, they sure are. Do you? That's got to. And they're hitting the under that. every. They're hitting the under every do, single week. And do going you? To the game. Like, as a player on Kentucky's team, can you come out of the Georgia game and like? Can you? really be upset if somebody says hey we we need better players yeah you got beat by five touch like it's just i mean it was it's not wrong no but it was poor timing and it's one of those you and the reason kentucky that's not what he i mean he was saying um i don't know that he's saying we need better players i think he's saying we need more good players rather than we need better players i think we probably have uh the talent level we need in his mind but we need more of that but that's stuff you say like jimbo or Saban. these guys are saying it in the off season you don't say it after your first loss of the year and the fact that you still have a whole season ahead of you and you're basically telling your team that they're not good enough i just i thought it was poor timing and we've seen Ever since they start five and zero, now they're six and five, and all six of their wins are against teams with losing records. That's not great. So Kyle Tucker put this out here. It said that is not nine million dollars worth of coaching. Period. Kentucky is thirteen and eleven in the last two seasons, and hugely important as Mark Stoops has been in rebuilding the program and doing some well, special things that hadn't been done. It is regressed to a point that you pay a lot of people uh, a lot less to produce I these results. I didn't hear. I get all this, but I didn't hear this. I heard it from plenty of people but not like the uk partisans as this not many of them at least as this deal came together plenty of people pointed out like hey they win three or four games a year off of just their schedule um and i heard that from some from a lot of folks but most of the kentucky people didn't really go there and now and now we go like it's not that much of a shock because this is how it's always been. Um, I do think one thing this year is that I, I wonder, so the health issues that Lee and Cohen had, um, I wonder how much that has sort of maybe stunted the chemistry growth relationship with Devin Leary and getting all that sort of together. Um, because I don't know, we we didn't really learn a ton about that, but we know he was in the hospital for a while. And how involved was he really able to be practice wise and hands on? Would he have was he compared to what he would have been maybe if if that stuff hadn't happened? And maybe we're back there now. Um, and I think the passing game has, and obviously Leary wasn't great last night. Uh, he but, was for a little bit, yeah, like but, in the second, early third quarter yeah. when Liam Cohen actually got to run his offense. 
it actually looked pretty good. But, it just seems like Mark Stoops is one of those coaches that likes to play ball control, and well, it seemed like they sat on the lead a little bit. A little bit, but I mean, running the ball is their thing. The passing game has come along as the season's come along, but I wonder if it would have clicked a little bit earlier had had Liam Cohen been healthy uh, throughout the entire thing. So I think, I, I don't know, maybe that's, that's not... That's a fair point. Maybe that's not a big deal, but maybe it is. Um well, the best ability is availability, and that applies to coaches, that applies to players. And if I'm going to tell you there, something during the break, and just remember what you said, and this is, I'm doing the show for two of, th- wow. actually three of us right now. God, I'm so happy you said that at that very moment. Sorry, that's a tease. We'll go to break in a second. But All that right. could, that was, when I was looking at my we gotta phone. We got to go to break right now. When but, I was looking at my phone, what you just uttered there is essentially what I typed out. But, they, sorry, I'm doing the show for three of us right now. But I agree. I, I also think, uh, well... I don't know. I, I it's. I think without, even without the Mark Stoops comments, like whether you think those were a big impact or not. I think when you get boat raced by Georgia, that's obviously a little bit demoralizing. Um, when you get boat raced by Alabama, demoralizing. Even though you know how good those teams are. Um, I mean, Kentucky was right there with Missouri could have won that game committed so many bad penalties in that game and that's really ultimately what cost them i think that's the loss that kind of changed the season no, it's one thing like you knew you were probably going to lose to georgia you're going to lose to alabama later in the year the missouri the tennessee game tennessee's not very good this year missouri is good but that was a winnable game those are the kind of swing games that take it from a nine ten win season to six and five so with with kyle tucker the tweet that i was putting out there and some people are going back i noticed you didn't provide any names as requested interesting well just for instance michigan washington Florida State, Oregon, Louisville, Tulane pay their coaches a lot less than Kentucky pay Stoops, some way less, and they're combined a 73-4 and four this season. That is crazy, that Michigan. Uh, I'm sure there's more incentives and everything there, but if, if yeah. Mark Stoops makes more than the, um, Jim, uh, Harbaugh? Jim Harbaugh, but, that is crazy I mean, to me. Jim Harbaugh's had some NCAA issues, obviously, and, and was on the verge of getting fired, uh, if you'll remember that, and then things completely turn the other way somebody tweeted out big blue express said i won't be surprised if stoops doesn't look at some other jobs more seriously this offseason uh some guy named jason markham his response was I see you blue yeah his response was he put a, my sources tell me he'll be a hot commodity and it was a picture of chris thompson <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> uh by the way for uh, those that care about this uh, jody Demley putting this out a while back with the 10th win for louisville today triggers another year extension for jeff brahm's contract he is now locked up through the 2030 season so there you go. Jeff Brom uh, putting here through 2030 uh, for those that are having some fun with that. Uh, Do you see right. the betting line, by the way? It's four and a half for Louisville, Kentucky. That's surprising. I, th- uh, I, I thought it would be like games, six and a half. Uh, man, it's... I don't think it's surprising at no, all. Kentucky's won four straight. Yeah, it, I think people are hesitant. It was the reason, you know, when, when you were looking at... Because what was the early line at the beginning of the season? Like two and a half? Maybe, yeah. but that's basically saying put with the three points with Louisville being at home that on a neutral field this would be a one and a half point spread. I mean, it's that just, just seems a little I mean, low. It's yeah, the rivalry. I, I agree, but you have to play to what the betters, and I'm I'm just saying uh, the winning streak for Kentucky, the. Uh, the rivalry game, and then the fact that Louisville does have an ACC title game to look ahead to. And they're coming off a really emotional game against yeah, Miami. I think all that stuff probably factors in. 
Uh, let's take a break. On the other side, we'll talk a little basketball the week that was. Uh, we'll preview the Empire Classic. I mean, it's a sneaky great week of uh, college hoops if you're for those that are excited about that. And I know we can look in some gambling lines there as well. We can uh, talk a little bit more about Louisville heading to the ACC championship game. I know a lot of people had some fun with that. Maybe some sound from the postgame show. But my bat phone is... Uh, blowing up right now so uh, we can dive into that what else is going on in Nick's favorite segment of the week country song of the week oh yes I'm sure I'll get it this week so much more to come right here 7th highest rated sports talk show on Sundays during a highly competitive 10 to noon time slot you're locked on the Sunday morning hangover on ESPN 680 and 1057 now here's Nick Curran and Phil Baker Snoop Dogg? It is not. Oh, you're right. It's Young Boy Never Broke Again. You mean the man who gave up smoking? What? You didn't hear this about Snoop? What else was going on? It's actually Jody Messina. Heads Carolina, tails California. Feels appropriate. Kind of feels like the new ACC. Yeah, it does actually. (laughs) Coast to coast, the ACC title game. Coming up in Carolina. So this Charlotte. week we're playing it against NC State, and next week we're going to Stanford. That's right. The new ACC, baby. That's Sean McDonough sort a couple of those in the broadcast. Yeah. I think it was on Sean McDonough. Yeah, McDonough's really good at he just, is, just being very snarky. dry. Wait, and I, just start. I can't. Snoop Dogg's not smoking anymore? Yeah, we'll get into Supposedly. it. Else Allegedly. Here we go again. Again. Oh. Apparently he's given it up before. Okay. Well, it's Feels been a, like a blow to the brand. I know. Well, in, in other news, the rest of us are giving up breathing. Apparently. But now he's like endorsing Sketchers and things like oh, that. Maybe yeah. it's you know it's see. a new leaf. I see. Turning over a new leaf. All right. Uh, what else? So here's Heather Dinich just put this out. It was about ten hours ago. Oh God, I hate when it does this. It makes me. I have to do it on my phone because I'm logged into ESPN Plus there, and it's give me one second, and I promise I will. All right, that's get compelling. Men's basketball action going on, right? Uh, well, today, Louisville and Texas start the Empire Classic or the cards portion of the Empire Classic at 3.30. I think UConn and Indiana are at one. Uh, winners play each other tomorrow. Losers play each other tomorrow. Um, we've talked about that. Louisville coming off the win over Coppin State on Wednesday night. Kentucky defeated Stonehill, bouncing back from the loss to Kansas. We're both in love with Robert Dillingham. Yeah, okay. a, a lot of this Kentucky team, really. I mean, re, uh, Dillingham, how much fun was watching him in that Kansas game? Uh, I, I mean, Reed Shepard, a lot of fun. First thing I said to Bob when he got back, Bob did, obviously, the Coppin State game, and um, then he got to go up to Chicago and for the Champions Classic, and he looked so rejuvenated. And, and he I, did. I just go, Bob, you know what? You no, deserve no, he, to see he, some good he basketball. Was, he was... He was um, yeah, drained after the Chattanooga game, and then uh, and then yeah, I saw him the next day, obviously for the uh, for the Coppin State game after the Champions Classic, and it was it was like uh, 
like an oasis in the desert. He potentially. Will, I'm thinking he had to take like the 8 a.m. flight out of Chicago. Here, that's kind of a sketchy. He, was, he, was he came in here. He's, he's golfing in the yeah, back playing tic tac. I'm like, Bob, you deserve this. That was a fantastic game with the Kentucky Kansas. Oh, Reed Shepard so living fun. up to the hype. Like if they could start getting some stuff out of Justin Edwards and you know Wagner, then this team is very dangerous. I I won't be surprised if they actually move up the rankings this week. And I think their ceiling is much higher than people oh, thought it was. They, I mean, yeah, it's 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 uh, they're gonna yeah. if they're this good in November and they haven't the, even gotten it all together yet, they're gonna be pretty good come January, the, February without their three the, bigs too. Yeah, without yeah. the three bigs, they've got St. Joe's coming in there tomorrow night. The thing is how unselfish they are, and that is they pass the ball really well. I, they do, and for such a young team, like I, you just don't see that um, with a team that that is as young as they are with as many uh, freshmen and, and, and new pieces um, in there playing together. Um, that's a pretty rare thing, and they they do a pretty nice job of it. And um, I just think they have a chance to be pretty special. Trey Mitchell's obviously been a great addition uh, transferring from West Virginia and, and has been even more important with the injuries. Uh, so... Yeah, we'll we'll see how things continue to progress, but man, I I think uh, I mean they had twenty six assists against Stone Hill, and they could shoot the three this year, yeah, which is different uh, because in the past they haven't really uh, in the immediate past in the John Calipari era they have struggled to shoot the three. They've had like a guy or maybe two who can shoot it. They can shoot it from a lot of different spots this year, which is uh, which and is a pretty big deal. Too. You notice how quicker they're getting to uh, Dillingham and to Shepard off the bench. The time is not nearly as long as it was early in the season because every time Reed Shepard's out there, it just seems like he makes an impact. Whether it's hitting the three, whether it's making the right pass, there's just some guys that get on the floor I mean, and they get it. They're yeah. almost the same guy. Like They both had seven assists against Stonehill. Um, obviously, Shepard was unconscious from three, hitting seven of them. Dillingham hit three of them. Um, Shepard had three steals. Dillingham had two. It is a fun... It reminds me a lot right now of... Um, well... Either I guess Jeff was, Walls or 2013 team. No, the 2015 UK team. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you were going to go the Louisville comparison the board, again, which people when, do not like. When the Harrison Twins uh, got the start, but then you had uh, Tyler Eulis and Devin Booker coming off the bench and how much fun that combo was. Um, well, and the narrative has been created, too, and I know I think Ben Roberts was on with this on Louie and it said, essentially, it's like, is Justin Edwards and DJ Wagner guaranteed a certain amount of minutes and starting and things like that? And he put that to bed real quick and said, no, it's just like this is the spark off the bench, as you've pointed yeah, out there, I, that is probably needed in some instances people, throughout the season. People might want to see both those guys start, but like if they're okay with coming off the bench and it's working well, I don't think you mess with something that's not broken. Yeah. We'll see. Four three seven nine six eighty UPS jobs text. I appreciate you being a part of the show today. Before we get to what else is going on, quick reminder: coming up after us, we got you covered with wall to wall action today. Uh, Packers and Chargers twelve o'clock right after us on ESPN six eighty one zero five seven. As Nick's pointed out, uh, over on ninety three nine the Bill two o'clock Louisville basketball takes on Texas. Uh, the pregame of that begins at two o'clock via our friends over at Learfield on ninety three nine the Bill and the ESPN Louisville app. Uh, Bills and Jets four. Four o'clock on ESPN 680 and Broncos and Vikings to get you for a triple header uh, on ESPN 680 and then post game show with Taylor Lynch uh, following that. But if you want the Jeff Walls comparison back in the 2019 season, uh, Dana Evans, 
he tells the story all the time, had earned the right to start the 18-19 season. Uh, she was good enough to start, but felt like they could really use her energy off the bench. Erica Carter was a veteran presence who had played really well, big part of the Final Four team. So kept her in his starting and thought Dana could win sixth player of the year, and she did that coming off the bench. So it worked out, and then she went on to win. Uh, she was the first ever to go from sixth player of the year to ACC player of the year the next year, won it twice in a row. So, uh, yeah, that's the... I mean, it can work out. There's the Jeff there's the Jeff. It's the flow chart that's always up there. No, speaking of, they've got Bugnell today, four o'clock. Hope to see you at the KFC Yum Center, and then big week for the Cards. Um, some a chance to really see kind of where they are right now um, with three games in three days coming up in Katy, Texas next weekend. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Friday at noon. They've got Alabama. Believe that one will be. I don't know the schedule. I think that one's on 93.9 and 970 because I don't think we overlap with the men there. Saturday, we definitely overlap with the UK L game, so we'll be 970 only for a noon tip against Liberty. And then one week from today, it's a 2 o'clock tip against Gonzaga, and that's a team that the Cards have had a lot of good games with recently. Lost to them in the Bahamas in overtime last year, but they have Gonzaga a week from today at 2 o'clock to wrap up that event in Katy, Texas. The Van Chancellor slash Betty Chancellor classic there so well there you go you heard I, it there i know friday i think friday's on both saturday i know is 970 only and sunday is i don't know i don't know the men's schedule. i have the program schedule right here if you give me one second we will dive into that so coming up on uh, it'd, be, sa- it'd be good to know saturday for my own information. we have 11 30 uh ohio state and michigan that'll be on espn 680 i know zach you see will be happy to listen to that 93.9 if that's a noon so then we'll do two and a half that's our so pregame will probably begin around nine we're probably going to do extended coverage if i were uh guessing no, that so here i've got we will be on uh we'll be on both on Friday will be 970 only Saturday and Sunday. Saturday, of course, the football game. And then uh, Sunday, the men have New Mexico State at 1 o'clock at the KFC. I'm okay, well, there you go. So, Nick Kern, and then, you know, well wishes to Paul Rogers, too. I know you did a great job uh, filling in for him, which you said wish he was under better circumstances. But uh, nice job by you uh, thinking of Paul and his family while they're mourning uh, the passing of his father. Yeah. Is this not upcoming the greatest week of the year to be a sports fan? Because there is nothing like rivalry week in college football. You got... God, man, we just try to have a real okay, life moment I mean, right there. I mean, he, just, he, just, he, just, he just went to football and right there. Lit, as there's a deep fly ball in the left field from Nick Castellanos. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. you didn't even let it sit, not man. Even, not <laughs> even for a second, not man. Not even a little bit. I, I would say my argument, um, I think rivalry week is a little bit overrated. There it is. There, I mean, Somebody the had to be the contrarian. There's a, it's the I best. Mean, Ohio State, Michigan, great. Love that. Of course. I mean, Kentucky, Alabama, Louisville. Auburn. Yeah, but Florida I mean, Florida, freeze, Alabama, uh, Florida State, Florida, like Georgia Tech, Georgia, Clemson, South Carolina. Most years, these are pretty one-sided affairs. Um, I think that I'm a purist. I think Louisville, Kentucky should be the first game of the year. I love that. You've been consistent about the only. That. The only thing I would change about rivalry week is that I would actually put all of the biggest rivalries on it instead of having a couple earlier in the season. I guess the only exception I'd have is Oklahoma, Texas should be in October just the way it is right now. I wouldn't change that. Yeah, but just, outside of that, I, I'd probably I, put all the main ones. I don't that know. Way. There's something. The Egg Bowl. I know. Oh, it's Friday a, night. I love it. I think or it's no, Thursday, 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 Thursday night. night. I'm yeah, sorry. Thursday night. I love yeah, it. I'm, getting my, I, I'm looking I, at the schedule for I Black just, Friday I, right now. I, you know. But, yeah, it's it's fun. I just... I'm a. I mean, college basketball is great this week. A lot of great uh, tournaments. 
which is which is fun. But I'm a yeah. I mean, rivalry week's good. But. What do you want to see from the Empire Classic, real quick, before we get to what else is going on? Is does Louisville basketball have a shot to win a game there? I mean, yeah. They're probably going to play Indiana. More optimistic than I am. In the second game, Indiana's not been very good. So uh, there's that. I, I don't know. We're only three games into the season. We'll see. Uh, if you if I had to pick the game today, I would probably pick Texas, obviously. Uh, what's the spread today? Do we know that? I'm on it. Give me one second. I'm trying second. to find that real quick, too. I said I was going to pull these up. This was my responsibility. This is where... Uh, this, I've got uh, 17 and a half today. Dear God! So, I mean, if they could just... Holy hell! If they could... I would like to see them not just cover, but maybe, you know, just hang in there. And, and they lose, but, like, if they what could lose... What are we doing? We're talking I, like this is football. I like, know, I can't do I this. I can't either. God. I mean, okay, yeah. I uh, mean, yeah, but just some growth. Like, let's see... Uh, you couldn't really get a great sense of the way they defended the other night because Coppin State's not very good, but just be better defensively like Chattanooga flying by a lot and move, see if they move the ball better. They do a great job of getting into the paint typically, but uh, but be able to kick the ball out, set guys up for open looks. And I do think there are guys that are capable of shooting on this team. They've not shot the three particularly well. Um, maybe make some of those get some open looks and make them would like to see that if you can see those things even if they lose they're probably in it and you feel better about this. well and i think ultimately too, getting away from the yum center let's be honest the lower bowl at the yum center has been uh, a funeral it's, home it's a it's, positive to get out of town i think yeah it's so maybe being under the town. lights of the garden you know the, that could be something that excite look if you can't get excited for playing in madison square garden then you need to go elsewhere they're, they're gonna be i don't think that's been an issue i think just there's some toxicity. Oh, that's me. My bad. Yeah, I'm sorry. That that's, you. that's me. I'm trying that's to. That's you. That's uh, it's like a that. club. It's a club. I don't yeah. know what's going on. Okay. Uh, it's just probably good to maybe be away for a couple of days. Okay. Uh, it's your least favorite segment. It's our favorite segment. Uh, we close out the show each and every week. If I can exit out of this little pop-up ad with what else is going on right here on ESPN 680, 105.7, and the ESPN Louisville app. And now it's time for what else is going on with Nick Curran and Nick Evans. And Zachy C. Also, don't punch anyone like that Providence guy did. Oh, man. Uh, God, that was crazy. Was that the K-State game? Yeah, don't punch anybody. Did you see the Seton Hall coach handshake out? Oh, oh yeah. That, that was spicy. Seton That's Hall the good Wagner. stuff. Yeah. Oof. I would love – this is where – there's professional readers on TikTok and everything. Yes. I forgot my uh, login for that, and I feel like my data's all been stolen from there, so I haven't – uh, We uh, need those. Yeah, we need, need a professional need a, reader. somebody that goes down that wormhole for that. All right, first up, uh, Notre Dame extending its relationship with NBC uh, through 2029. So I know this, all- folks, is why they're not joining a conference. Precisely. Not surprising. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it, obviously, with the, the lines of conference realignment and everything, this is important to monitor for that very reason. Right. Although now. it is interesting that it continues to be with NBC. They've got a lot more inventory now with the, the Big, Big Ten. Ten so, yeah. Especially because Notre Dame doesn't get like the prime 
deal right. with like it seems like the NBC's putting more into the Big Ten well, than they I, are I in think, Notre I think Dame. They will. It just depends on how big the Notre Dame game is that week versus right. the Big Ten game. Yeah, right. So, but yeah. every week it seems like, especially with the new additions, the Big Ten's going to have oh, something sure. because they're going to sure. have Washington, Oregon, yeah. USC, not to mention the current brands. But they've, we'll got what, spl- they've also got to split that with this, with CBS. So, so. Notre, does that mean Notre Dame and uh, USC is going to be on NBC now every year because NBC owns both of them? I would say so. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next up, Auburn paid New Mexico State $1.85 million to play a Jordan Hare today. This was yesterday. Uh, arrived as a 26-point underdog, and they just beat the Tigers 31-10. to I think the line on that was probably – New Mexico State, was that their ninth win of the year? I believe so. Yeah, I'm looking That's at That's a good team. Jerry Kill is a very good they've coach. They've been pretty good this year. They beat Western Kentucky on homecoming, I think, last week. Um, they've had a really good year. So, um, yeah, that was their ninth win. They're 9-3. and three. Um, Not to say... 9-3. and three. That's yeah, right. Yeah, uh, but... Yeah, I, so I feel like the... My point is, of course, Auburn should have still won at home, and it's a tough loss, but they... They should. The line shouldn't have been that big. Yeah, my dad said Notre Dame's getting sixty million a year from NBC. Yeah. Pretty good. Whew. Not bad. Did you see the sphere in Vegas for the Formula One? How crazy that is! I mean, I got to know how many wrecks that thing causes off. Got to, got to be. A I mean, I, I, when I went out there over the summer, it looked like just a massive, just like ball of say concrete. That. No, it was oh. it was at night, so it was lit at oh, the it time. Lit. It was like just when we went out there last year, it was still under construction. So yeah, it no, it, it was lit, and it's just like radiating from space. I would love to yeah. see what it looks like from uh, NASA. By the way, did you see the BYU Senior Day? The the guy ran out with his son. That's no. how you know it's Senior Day at BYU. Yes. Yeah, and they, a Jewish they, quarterback. They Shabbat do, Shalom. They do um, have some older. I'm surprised he's coming out of his house right it, now. It's been, it's been, I don't know, the week that was, I filled in for Bob a little bit here and there. I've played radio with Strebel too. Did we talk about Texas A&M the last week? I think we, we did. did. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah. making sure. Yeah, because he got fired the morning of. That's right, because we said it could, precisely, that's that's on there. Um, JMU, by the way. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, the, being on college game day and everything, chirping a little bit, and the fighting Scott Saturday. Can I Losing say? Losing to App State. I, Make them eligible. Make Bellerman eligible. Make all these teams eligible. I have two things on that. One, PFT, as the guest picker, phenomenal. And the other thing is... Lee Corso had no idea no, what was No going clue on. whatsoever. And I love Lee Corso. But he, I, I do too. But here's the other thing. I don't love it when they go to these smaller college games and then they just stick them on ESPN+. Plus. Put the game on ESPN, ESPN2. Give us an opportunity to actually watch the game. I agree with that. Uh, Vegas, it looks like they have locked up the Oakland A's. There's there's a lot of intrigue here. They've got the A's pretty well locked up, but they can't start playing there until like 2028. So they need a temporary home from 25 to 27. Yeah, the the lease at the Coliseum in Oakland runs through 24. Uh, Oakland has said, well, we could, it's, it's joint owned by the A's, half owned by the A's and half owned by the city. We'll extend the lease if you let us keep the A's name and guarantee that we'll be the first in line if there are expansion teams in MLB driving a hard bargain. They might have to split time between the AAA stadium in Las Vegas and like uh, Oracle Park in San Francisco. Uh, sure, that'll go over well because they be, have such a great relationship. It's going to be messy. Um, I'll be interested to see how that works itself out because it's going to be odd. I'm trying to think what else uh, we saw throughout the week that was. Did you see? Uh, oh yeah, Joe Burrow going down and, and whatnot. Awful. It's just yeah, it's terrible. Just, yeah. Did you see the ESPN bets? 
refunded them? Yeah, that yeah. Re- they were refunding some folks that were I out there. I think they did the same wow. for Mark Andrews because he got lost for the season. With and, and, oh, just on prop bets or what? Yeah. Okay. Can we do say this also? I'm tired of people saying we need to ban the hip drop tackle on Mark Andrews and Jordan Travis. We've seen now two big examples of it the last three days. Like We need to give defenders more of an opportunity to start tackling people. They're already at a disadvantage to begin with. As soon as we start taking away ability to tackle, start turning into flag football. Stop with this nonsense. People get hurt all the time. It's just football. Uh, Brett McMurphy putting out right now, week 13, some lines. You had uh, Michigan and Ohio State three-and-a-half-point favorites uh, right there. Louisville is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm sorry, I read that incorrectly. Michigan is a three-and-a-half-point favorite over, oh. over Ohio State. Sorry, Zach. Uh, Louisville, six-and-a-half-point favorite over Kentucky. So you got it six-and-a-half. All right. Uh, so let's see what else we got there. Bama is 14-and-a-half over yeah, Auburn. Shouldn't be close. And Virginia Tech is a three-point favorite over Virginia. You would think it wouldn't be close, but Auburn has had seasons where they play right. bad at home, and then every time they play a Jordan Hare against you're Alabama, right. something happens. You're right. You're right. Uh, speaking of PFT commenter, Carissa Thompson. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's what I had on there. I knew I had something from the NFL. My notes app wasn't opening up. So, yeah. Well, go. Give your thoughts on that. Look, I, I mean, mean, if you've ever listened to part of my take, you know it's not exactly hard-hitting journalism. It's fun sports yeah. talk. Like, I just think the reaction's been over the top. I don't think Carissa should have said that, but I think the reaction is just so overblown. I agree with Zach. Yeah, people were getting... I'm sure she just said it out loud, but all these people getting upset about it. It's like, come I on. mean, they're not, not a good thing to say. Also, not a good thing to do if it's something she's actually done. Obviously. Just wild that, like, but there's no one the coming per- to her defense. Some of the pearl clutching's been... A little much? Yeah, I would say. Reminder, triple header coming up uh, after us NFL games. Packers, Chargers, Bills and Jets, Broncos and Vikings, and over on 93.9 The Ville. Louisville basketball taking on Texas in the Empire Classic. Taylor Lynch has you covered for a postgame. See you at the Um Center today. Four o'clock cards and buck now. Happy birthday, 61st birthday to Zach's favorite actress, Meg Ryan. You've got mail. Looking for a rewarding career? One that empowers you to serve your community, change lives, and reach your fullest potential? Become a correctional officer for the Kentucky Department of Corrections and earn up to $28.30 an hour with great benefits. Help create a better, safer Kentucky. Apply today for a correctional officer position in your community at careers.ky.gov. That's careers.ky.gov. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Looking for extra cash this holiday season? You can make competitive pay as a day shift warehouse worker at UPS Worldport right here in Louisville. Learn more and apply today at UPSJobsKY.com. That's UPSJobsKY.com.